This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Ross with Longley Fertilia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy. Here we are. Hello. Hey. It's Thursday. Welcome, everybody. It's Thursday. It's that, it's that time. It's THP time. Tea yes, time. <laughs> I like that. We should, we should call it tea time. Tea time. It's tea time. But this is episode 190 of the Herpeticulture Podcast, uh, which is brought to you Dang. by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram. Go find their website, blackboxcages.com. Look at their racks. If you like racks, look at their cages. If you like cages, infinite options in terms of lights and heating elements and cutouts and uh, Dude, they, they honestly have like, like front like opening more, or side opening. They've got like more options than any company out there that Play I've CBC, seen just as far Black as the... BC. Yeah, like there's so many variabilities. You can get UVB, you can get LEDs, you can get heat panels, you can get heat heat fixtures for you lights, you can get sliding doors, you can do, find get something swing that doors. doesn't work for whatever you're putting in it. Yeah, whatever you want, they can probably do. So it's six foot cages, three foot cages, cubes, tall awesome cages. Racks. Yeah. Yep. I'm looking at a whole, oh, a whole oh, stack right all. here. You want a rack? You want a cage? Black box is all the rage. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then you need to use the code THN to check out. Get a little bit yes. shaved off the top of your order. Save yourself some money. Are you going to get like half off? No. But anything is better than nothing. And the fine folks at Black Box were kind enough to add this discount code so that you at least save a little bit of something you're not going to be unhappy with whatever you get from them anyways so no it's 10 percent off of what is already an amazing order so i mean and 10 goes a long way in the grand scheme of things if you're making don't a big take order our word for it no check them out for yourself yeah you at blackboxpages.com that is on thp you will not be disappointed we don't preach things we don't no. use ourselves or like once we get this next order i'm literally gonna have an entire wall of black box literally an entire wall of my snake room is gonna be made up of black box stuff and i'm the great wall of georgia i'm so pumped that's right so. uh and then you know speaking of things we like uh i do like hot sauce i don't consider myself a connoisseur necessarily but i do enjoy some <laughs> of it Preston, i think Preston's a Preston seems to like hot sauce. He seems like the kind oh, yeah. of you like all about It'll it. Be some hot sauce. Well, if that's the case, then you need to hop on over to stevesnatuary.com or hit yes. him up on Facebook and Instagram and get yourself the whole damn set of Venom hot sauce. Uh, something for everybody there, whether you like something that's got like more of a sort of a fruity note to it, if you like stuff that's just straight fire. Yeah. We always talk yeah, about fire. Hot the cottonmouth sauce that's where it's at <laughs> yeah man and it's like it there's like, like you said there's something for everybody in there yeah i recommend if you're gonna do it may as well get the whole set you know what i'm saying because you want you want to try out some flavors you know because 
you like How it super hot, to know what you, you like if you, you don't get just it. get them all. Yeah, try them all, man. We, me and Justin tried every single one. Fuck, what, five, four or five years ago now? Four years ago ish. Uh, probably yeah, at least four years ago. Yeah. So. God, my life is flashing Steve, before my eyes. Dude, yeah, Steve's been there, been with us for a long time, and we we love him to death. Does rehabilitation? He does. You know, he catches snakes for people. He does public education. Everything except reanimation. Um, yeah, pretty much he's all not, the Asians. He's not bringing back snakes from the <laughs> dead necessarily. He's not like <laughs> like that movie. He's uh rehabilitating. Like he's movie. educating. He's removing, relocating, all that stuff. And if you get all this hot the, sauce, you're helping him stuff. do that directly. He's also a first responder. I mean. As if you need Come any on, other cool. reasons to help the guy out. He's a good dude, yeah. too. He's awesome. Yep. Always smiling. Always chug a bottle of hot sauce, man. I don't know how he does it. Like, I like hot sauce. Yeah. I don't like hot sauce that much, though. Like, Wait, did he you're going to have to do, do that, that on your show. You guys got to do it. Oof, chug a bottle absolutely. of hot sauce. I think it might kill absolutely Jake. Absolutely not. Yeah, I would actually die. Then, <laughs> yeah, I might be willing no. to try it. I don't know if I could do the whole thing, but... No. I would do it like, for... I do it for the gram, do it for the views, but donations. No, yeah, donations. We can donate to help some cause, and if we reach a certain amount, I'll chug as much hot sauce as I can. It's gonna be like two sips. No, <laughs> it's gonna be a Come whole bottle. No, I can't. I don't think I could do a whole bottle. I could try. I could try. I might throw up. I might throw up. Your body but, just. Not know what to do. What is this? I would just go into shock. Right Are you there. drinking battery acid again? <laughs> <laughs> I told you to stop doing air duster. Uh, and then oh, finally, shameless plug, new venture, oh. apparel. Check it out. Facebook and Instagram have some pretty cool Morelia shirts. Uh, I have a handful left. Couple sizes already gone. Uh, there's three colors, so there's red, and then a slate color, and then a rose dust, which is a like a light pink, which I actually I like. Um, get them while you can. I have a couple of Alterna hats available still. I have a Baron's design that I have not actually done yet on a hat, but I have the art. Just gotta see how it comes out, sort of figure out what colors I'm gonna use thread wise and stuff, and then uh and. That design you're doing, like on the hat you're wearing now, it's very unique. It, it's it's cool. I've never you don't really see hats like that. Normally, it's like an it's actual kind of the, snake. The idea, and I had I had requests actually it's, for it's like unique. ones that don't have the alterna on it. It's just the bar. Yeah, and it's one of the like that's completely doable. I may, I have the designs done so that I can have it with or without at people's request if they'd like. Like the whole point of it is to be like more subtle. To where it's like if someone yeah. sees it, they're not immediately going to think about snakes. But if someone who's into Alterna sees that, they're going to be like, I know exactly. And what see, that I, I kind of like having the label on it because it prompts like a question. You know, like somebody sees it and they're like, oh, what's Alterna? Or, oh, what's Bear and I? You know, like it, it prompts prompts a little bit of a question if you're wearing it as an everyday hat. And I kind of like having the. What about that? Or like maybe splitting the difference and just doing like the initials. So like if it's a, it's a Baron's just do like a P dot B dot kind of thing. And then people still be like, what's that? 
Yeah, I got you. So check that out. Trying to get it off the ground. Help, 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 help your brother out. Help your guy out. The only way I can continue this is if people buy some stuff. High quality stuff too. I'm not. I'm not using the like the the baseline cotton shirt, man. I'm I'm wearing. I'm wearing an example, right? No, these are Gidden or Gaiden, whatever. It's good. Yeah, like this shirt. I've had this shirt. It'll be over a year come August because I handed a bunch out at Daytona last year. And I mean, dude, this thing has been washed a million times. Nothing. No fade. Green. No, this is this is the best. This is the best shirt I've I've gotten made. I got whenever I was going as a tag JLB Morelia. I got shirts made from God, I can't remember their I can't remember their name. What was their business? I don't remember. Maybe I shouldn't, you know, talk shit openly about somebody else's business. But nothing against them, but those logos faded real quick on pretty much everybody's shirt that got them. And I Did was you use Teespring? Because we were using Teespring. Teespring, yeah. Before, and yeah. It was Teespring. Uh, super inconsistent. You know, but I'm also having it that if people want to get shirts made for their business. Yes. Hit me up because I can also facilitate that's, that. That's, like I'm able to do this because man. of my my daily my day my daily thing. job. So yeah, hit nah, me up. He's the we'll work he's the man out. for it. You will not be disappointed. I can promise you that. If you have something I mean, from if you got if you got anything from the latest THN THP shirts, you got anything from that? Those were all made by Justin at his company. Makes awesome shirts, like I said. This is one right here. These ones I'm doing, like these are blends. So this is like a cotton poly blend, which won't shrink nearly as much as just straight cotton. Um, Yeah. You know, I love the like the Gildan Soft Styles. This is the CBC, which is the Gildan Soft Style, but it's not 100% cotton, so it's not going to shrink nearly as much as the 100% cotton's one will. Um, So I've I've worn these, and they haven't shrunk hardly at all for me. Like they've still fit after having them for, you know, over a year and washed them a bunch of times. Yeah. Like these CBCs have worked really well for me. So And it fits really well. It's a little bit tighter around the arm. So, you know, if you're you like, show up your muscles, very, you're not a very muscular <laughs> guy, you know, it kind of makes you look like you're a little bit more jacked than you are. You know, it fits you in all the right places, man. It's got to fake it till you make it. That's right. boy. Shit. Nah, they're there. Take it till the steroids kick in. That's right. <laughs> That's right, boy. But but now that the the business is out of the way. Uh, this week yes. we're joined by Mr. Preston Converse of Converse Constrictors and Smoky Mountain Feeders. Um, What's up, guys? We've recently hung out with Preston up in uh, yes. Okani. He was part of the gang that was up there in Georgia with us. You know, a couple weekends back. Um, but he's keeping a ton of really cool stuff and, you know, he does feeders, which I'm always interested to talk to other people that do feeders. Uh, and then, you know, we're going to get into all kinds of stuff. I guess we can do quick update stuff. Jake got eggs, boy. Yeah, boy. Uh, so everybody knows my last clutch was kind of a bummer. Uh, first clutch is yours from carpet pipe from my, one of my carpet pythons. Is that egg still hanging on? It's still there. It looks fine, but I don't. I still don't see veins. So I think I, I really think that they're there. They're just not as they're not. 
It looks I fine. Mean, I it, I don't it, know. It even plumped. It even plumped up a little bit during incubation. Like I noticed, it kind of like inflated a little bit because you know how they kind of fill up. You know, you they'll be kind of dented or whatever. I either had. I don't remember what snakes. I had something that I produced within the last like year or two, and I remember candling it, and there was nothing in it. Like visibly, yeah. there were no veins. There was nothing. I was like, this egg don't have a damn thing in it. So it hatched, and something came out of it. So. Wow. Because that's the same thing I'm doing we'll with the see. Jansen Iag right now. I candled the Jansen Iag the other day, and there's no signs of veins or anything in there. Right. But that eggshell is also so thick that I think sometimes you don't see. It's not nearly as obvious as it is with, like, Panthrophus yeah. stuff. Because, like, the corn eggs I have, they're, like, cherry red when you put that light on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. On, but... Yeah. So, yeah, everybody knows that first clutch is kind of a dead. I've got one egg still hanging on. I have dubbed it Nemo. Um, and he, he's, he's just, he's just chilling in the baiter right now. Um, looks, it still looks fine. You know, the egg, like I said, it kind of plumped out a little bit, you know? So, but overall it was kind of a dud. She gave me seven slugs, one good egg. So, you know, not having bread for three years, that was a huge shot in the nuts. Um, it was really disappointing. Yeah, it. Re- I'm not gonna lie, man. It really brought me down. Like I was so stoked for that, and when that happened, I was like, "This sucks. I suck. I'm a shitty breeder. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Like uh, this. This is terrible." Obviously, that's an overreaction. This happens to everybody. Um, but yesterday, I was blessed with a massive clutch of 14 eggs from my Santa Rosa County. White oak gray rats, um, my female drops, like I said, 14 eggs. They're huge. Um, I candled every single one of them. Every one of them's got veins. Um, they look perfect. Um, so I was so over the moon with that, you know, because they were probably, they were one of my most anticipated clutches this year. If I could choose two snakes to get eggs from, it would be the albino pines and the Santa Rosa. So, you know, one for two is not bad at all. Um, so I am super jazzed about that. The clutch, like I said, was perfect. Every single one of the eggs was just immaculate. Um, no slugs, zero, zero slugs. Every every single egg was perfect. Nice pearly whites. Like I said, every single one had veins. I candled all of them. Sat here in the dark for thirty minutes, looking at all of them, and you know, put one down, <laughs> look at the next one, and so that is. I'm super excited about that. Very 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 happy that I got those. Um, I literally don't care if I don't get anything else this year. Although I think I'm gonna get forkline gophers. Um, I think my females in her pre lay shed right now. Um, so fingers crossed for those, but yeah, 14 Santa Rosa white Oaks. Um, so in a couple months, if you need babies, hit me up because I'm probably only keeping two of them and the rest are going, I can keep them as long as I want. I don't care. Um, but if you want any, definitely hit me up. I'll, um, be moving the large majority of them. Um, but yeah, I'm super jazzed and the female looks great. Like you look at her right now, you wouldn't even tell she just dropped a massive clutch like that. She's this her first, this is her first year, right? Yeah. This is her first year. She's never bred before. Yeah, I got them. I mean, that's, that's really good, man. Cause yeah. I think the females that start off Rocky, <laughs> it, it seems to me, and I, I could be completely wrong that they seem to 
it never seems to be like 100 percent like the right. years following so it's like you get a female with like a rock solid first year it seems like they're they're really consistent yeah. from there on out but no she's great and um that Justin, random question I meant to ask you while we were still talking. Have you ever had a girl, like, after she dropped, go straight into her water bowl and just kind of sit in it? Have you ever had that? Um, so you brought, this is my first time. No, I usually, I've, I've I usually put, bluebirds. I put the, like, I leave the, the egg box in there still, and they'll usually go back in and hang out for a bit. But, okay. Well, I um, took that out just to get that. the smell of the eggs out of the enclosure, but right now she's chilling in her water dish. I'm sure it's because she's exhausted and it's a little warm in here. Mm-hmm. Um, got a little hot today, so I had to turn the heater down. Um, but she's chilling in her water dish right now. I took her out and inspected her. If she doesn't, she's not holding on to anything. You know, I don't, she's not egg bound, nothing like that. Like I said, you couldn't even tell, dude. It looks like she hasn't skipped a meal. Um, and after a clutch like that, I was really expecting her to look super deflated. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, she looks great. Um, so I'm going to feed her on Sunday. And, um, yeah, I'm just – I'm thralled, man. I'm so excited for these things. Um, definitely need to get a – it's going to take some time getting 14 little – mouths feeding you know they're small when they hatch but you know shouldn't be shouldn't be too bad um so i'm just i'm over the freaking moon with those um so they're in my closet right now incubating my room is perfect for colubrid eggs so they're chilling on the top shelf in the closet and uh yeah about 60 days should have uh some little heads poking out so I love I love gray rats, especially the white oaks. Really, really good looking animals. If you don't know white oaks or Santa Rosa specifically. So I have Apalachicola white oaks. Those are kind of like just really nice examples of gray rats. The Santa Rosas have a lot more like pinkish hues in them. If you saw my male, you know what I'm talking about. The male is like almost completely pink. Um, he's really cool. And then the females, more of the gray rat, you know, kind of look, but you can still see that in her saddles that she's got some pink going on. Um, so really excited to see what the babies are going to look like. I'm probably going to hold on to them at least for a little while, get them to color up a little bit because I want to keep a pair of red, red babies, um, or more on the red side. So we'll see what, see what comes of it. Um, but yeah, that was definitely the highlight of the, of the week of the year, honestly, of the last few years. <laughs> um, it's been slow goings for a while. Um, other than that, getting some snakes in next week. I got a lot of stuff going out. I've got like 11 snakes. No, 11 or 12 snakes being shipped out on Monday. And then I'm getting three in from a buddy of mine, some locality rat snakes, which I'm super jazzed about. Um, those are being really cool. It's going to put me, put me up to like eight different locality rats, which is going to be oh, different. Eight different locality yellows. That doesn't include my grays and my blacks and everything else I got going on. So that's, that's going to be really cool. Got a, bunch of different yellows coming in and then i have another project that i'm super excited about i'm gonna keep that on the low for now until it actually happens um so that's really exciting so yeah i think that's about everything for me what about you smitty what's going on 
Uh, got a nine egg clutch from the Ladies Island female that was paired to the heck, uh, not het, but the Castagna Motley male. Um, they all look solid. She was kind of throwing me for a loop for a bit because she was going into a shed cycle and she hadn't laid yet, but I was sure she had had her pre-lay shed like two weeks ago. And so I was like, well, what the hell's going on? Maybe that wasn't her pre-lay shed. Maybe this one she's going into is her pre-lay shed. And maybe she just looked like she was, you know, ovulating hardcore or something. She laid and she's in a shed cycle. Um, nice. I need to get some food in her still. Uh, ghost tester girls bounce back perfectly. The rhino rat is not gone into a prelay yet. She is definitely look like she's got some eggs cooking. Um, nice. Lone Jansen I egg is doing well. Like I said, I candled it and I haven't, I don't see any veins in it, but at the same time, as thick as those shells are, I'm not going to say there's nothing in there because, you know, I've, I've candled stuff in the past um, in some other species. I can't remember off the top of my head which one it was. It might have been Baird's. Um, maybe it was Cyania. I can't remember. But I remember candling and not seeing any veins and thinking, well, you know, why is this thing hanging? It might have even been Crested's. I can't remember. But, but I remember looking at it and thinking, like, why is this thing looks completely healthy and it's not deteriorating. It's not die Like, it's not dead. So I wasn't, you know, I'm not going to write it off until you know, tell the fat lady she's on in five when it starts denting and shriveling and stuff like that. But yeah, it gets all moldy um, and shit. Yeah, it's fine. So I'm leaving it be. Uh, I did the math. That won't hatch until September. Jesus. If it, if it really? That, yeah. If it goes that far, <laughs> it's like 145 days, dude. Wow. It's ridiculous. Dude, yeah. I didn't know the incubation time on this. Yeah. That brutal. <laughs> that I thought 60 was bad. I'm like, it's gonna be the longest yeah, 60 no. days of my freaking life. <laughs> I might as well have another child. Like <laughs> just waiting that long. But yeah. Um Man. the Loma Alta Baird's female, she just had she shed. Oh, I say she shed. She shed, shed a little bit. She had a horrible mm -hmm. pre-lay shed. Damn. So I get to I get to deal with that. Um <clears throat> But she's she was bred to that that albino male. Um, that's kind of it. There's really nothing else going on currently. Um, nice. So you're gonna get heads from those birds? Yeah, those should all be hundred percent head. Cool. Um, I like birds. Just like their eggs are bigger. You know, the clutches are smaller. So it's if you're breeding a lot, like I did last year, it makes things a little more manageable because you're not dealing with you know double digit clutches it's it's usually on the smaller side which is is nice like they're bigger babies too so they come out you know a little fatter and it's always easier when they can take a they can take a big pinky kind of right off the rip mm -hmm. you know like these these grays are going to be small luckily i've got a stack of small pinkies in the freezer so mm -hmm. i'll have those on hand i'm gonna be rolling through those things like crazy so but yeah there's uh i mean that's that's pretty much it Nice. Um, so the year of the colubrid. That's right. Yeah. What do you got going on there, Preston? I recently just pulled a clutch too myself. Uh, a clutch of thirteen. Uh, they're going to be Amel Everglades rat snakes. Nice. Yeah, so that'll be super exciting. Are those so are those it, related to the it? ones that Chaz has? <clears throat> uh, so the adults that Chaz has, the hypos, um, those are not. Um, 
the small male that he has, uh, the small yearling, that is from me that I gave him, and that is from these uh, this parent. Okay. From last, nice. Yeah, from last year. Yeah, I asked yeah. him so about the, that that Glades female man that was that was gravid when we were there. I felt that snake for like at least five minutes. It was like that thing has got eggs. So for I sure, you can, day. you can look at it and tell. Yeah, and I asked him about it the other day. Like that female drop. He's like, no man, she's completely back yeah. to normal. Like he's she's like, she's back done to this. normal. He's like, she's done this for the last like two plus years, or at least maybe last year. But he's like, she looks like she's about to pop, and then it all just goes away, and she's completely normal. Like it never even happened. And wow, I'm stumped because I'm like, dude, that guy, like that snake had. Had fucking eggs in it. Like I, I. It looks I like felt, it. Yeah, for I felt sure. Them. I mean, that you could look like she was gonna explode. Yeah, but who yeah. knows what's gonna happen with that? Unless she just had like major follicles and this just decided to reabsorb them. Like it's strange. Yeah. I was like, that thing is That's textbook. the only thing I can think of is she just keeps reabsorbing. You know, I don't know if it's an age or size thing, but you know, it's. She's totally big enough. Yeah. Yeah, people have bred corns that are smaller than that. Yeah, maybe, not on pur- maybe not on purpose, but <laughs> it, it, it's possible. Like she could handle it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So your your Everglades, uh, Preston, they were head to head, right? They were head to head. Yeah, and I had gotten the uh, adult pair from Chris Montross, um a while back. Um, Who's he that? He had proven them out. Who's that? <laughs> that guy right there. Locality dealer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, he's not your local dealer. He's your locality dealer. That's right. <clears throat> so they're 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 a cool addition to the collection. Uh, I enjoy having them around. They're really chill. I can just open up the uh, sliding glass door or whatever, and I'll be doing some stuff farting around, and they'll just hang out and check me out. It's awesome. How are those fox snakes doing, Jake, that you got from him? Oh, dude, they're doing great. They give me shitty sheds every now and then, and I don't know why. Keep forgetting um, they're you got kinda, Then you yeah, mentioned Montrose. I'm like, oh, yeah, you got They're kind of hit or miss. Here, let, me, um, let me pull one out. They're kind of dicks, but they're cool. They're growing a lot. I finally got them on fuzzies. One of them, you can already hear her rattling at me. Um, they're cool. They're finally on fuzzies and they are exploding. It's funny when you get snakes on, like they eat pinkies for so long. It feels like it takes forever to get off pinkies. And once you get them on fuzzies, they just freaking explode. And that's what these guys are doing right now. Ow. <laughs> yeah. Just, just bit me. My foxes from Entrance are getting big too. They're uh they're eating fuzzies and rat pinkies. Oh, when nice. did you did yours come from the wow. you got yours at Daytona, right, Jake? Is that when you picked yours up from him? Uh yeah, he brought them to Daytona. I didn't buy oh, wow. pay for them previously. Um but yeah, no, this little girl is going into a shed. This is a female. Um nice. she's getting big. They're they're funny, man. They're cool little snakes. Um they have some serious attitude, as you can see. She's bit me twice, um, but they're slamming fuzzies, really robust. The fox snakes are kind of funny. I think I was getting bad sheds because I wasn't feeding them enough. Um, they have really, 
really fast metabolisms. Um, so now that they're on fuzzies and eating once a week, you know, they're doing a lot better since they upgraded. Um, giving me better sheds. I was having serious problems with sheds for a while with them. Um, I never really knew why, and I still really don't. Give them a humid hide? No, they don't have a humid hide. Uh, not yet, at least. Probably going to add one. But I didn't think they would need one because they're from a more, you know, they're from the north. These are Nebraska fox snakes. You know, I didn't think humidity would really be a a thing for them. Um, But then I was reading about their metabolisms and stuff and that they they digest really fast. If you don't feed them enough, they can crash pretty easily. Um, So, but ever since they got upgraded... They've been doing a little bit better. Sometimes they have a little bit. Now it's more like they have a little bit stuck on them and I'll take it out. I'll just rub that off. Um, yeah, they're growing, growing relatively well. They're getting, this camera here fucks me it's up. It's crazy how like they're at first big. glance they look, they, they pattern reminds me of like Massasaugas. Yeah. Yeah, they, they really do. Um, they're super cool, man. I love these freaking things. Um, I pretty much cut out anything that isn't southeastern. My emeries are leaving me this week. Um, and pretty much everything now is obsoleta except these. Um, because I will always have these. I love fox snakes. They're so cool, man. I always describe them as like, it's like a pituophis and a rat snake out of baby. Mm-hmm. Like, they're the head structure is different. The pattern's different, you know, like they're just, they're super cool, super unique. I love these things. Their musk smells different, just different than any other snake that I have. Preston, do you have that same experience? Do you think their musk just smells kind of weird? I don't know, man. I just, mine don't really musk and mine don't really bite. It's just, what? Nah, dude, oh, dude. They're, they're chill. I've got the complete opposite experience. Trust me, the special ones. Oh yeah, dude. These are they're not terrible. Like as you can see, she's fine now that I got her out. They're like kind of they're a little cage defensive. They definitely musk when I'm peeling skin off them, especially if it's on their head. They don't like that. They definitely musk and like food oriented. Oh yeah, dude. They want to eat. Like I said, that's like with that metabolism thing. They man, they will run through food like nothing. Um, so I'm going to be upgrading them quicker than most things just because of that. Um, but yeah, she, she nailed me twice just now pulling her out, but as you can see, (laughs) she's chill now, you know, nothing, nothing really with her, but they're cool. I really, really like them. I'm super stoked about the, these two. Um, Smitty, you got to see the rat, the Texas rats that paint shab sent me a while back. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh man, those are so cool. Like I said, I'm getting rid of pretty much. I got rid of my Texas stuff. You know, my thorn scrubs left, and my emeries are leaving on Monday. Um, but I still have uh, Morris County, Texas rats. Man, those things are freaking cool, dude. They are really, really cool. They're super unique. Definitely a different pattern, color than your. Preston, I'm gonna have to send you pictures of the adults that produce these animals because they're, you know, how Texas rats are kind of like the American beauty snakes. Kind of, they're really kind of all over the place. The parents for these things are like black. They're black cool. with like red 
undertones like it's it's super weird it's like they're like a devil snake and they're oh they're so cool um so those are growing really well they're on fuzzies now and yeah it's i got i got a lot of shit going on but obsoleta obsoleta forever that's all i gotta say shake and bake for sure that's right that's right baby <laughs> gotta love it they they definitely have stolen stolen my heart i've got a million of them now along with all the pituofas but who what yeah. is your background in herps Preston? yeah give us Give us the intro as much or as little as you want. Start from the beginning, start towards the end, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I'd like to hear from the beginning, but yeah, it's up to you. So I'll give you guys a little scoop. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it basically, just like anybody, I mean, I don't want to sound so generic, but Steve Irwin, man. Oh, dude. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Godfather. So, so when, when I was a kid, uh, I just fell in love with like catching lizards and running around in the woods. And so, so as, as far back as I can remember, um, <clears throat> I remember making these, uh, these wooden enclosures out of my dad's with my dad's tools and screening them and everything and putting hinges on them. And I would, I would go out and, you know, collect different snakes and lizards and stuff like that. And I would bring them home and, uh, one time I went to the lake <clears throat> and, you know, I was pretty young at this point and uh, I went to the lake and I didn't know any better, but I got pretty good at catching little snakes and stuff like that. And there was a water, <laughs> there, there was a water snake there, dude. And it, ended up, it ended up being a water moccasin and I brought it home in a bag. <laughs> and I, 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 I had this, I had this thing in, a, in like a, in like a wire enclosure in my mom's backyard on the side of the house. And, they found it and ended up telling me to, you know, take it back to the lake. My mom wasn't cool with having a water snake at the house or anything like that. <laughs> so it just kind of exploded from there. You know, I also remember going uh, different places with my dad. He was a master electrician and I would ride in, you know, this big ass milk truck and uh, type deal. And we would go to different places in Central Florida, like Oviedo, Chiliota, and and such. And I would just take off. My dad would be calling for me, you know, at lunchtime or when it was time to leave for work and go home. And I I, I couldn't be found because I was I was gone <laughs> stuff, you know, the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd bring back rat snakes and all kinds of stuff, man. But I always grew up. I always grew up in the bush, you know, just catching stuff. And Steve Irwin, once I started watching stuff on TV, which I didn't really do often, uh, but I started picking out all these shows that I like to watch. And most of them were on like uh, Discovery and Animal Planet. And uh, so those were always cool because Steve Irwin was on there. And that really got me hyped about catching even more critters. So I've caught a lot of animals in Florida. Um, and that's kind of like, what got me going um and my first big i think uh snake that i kept for a while uh that my mom didn't know about for a long time 
uh, was a six foot yellow rat snake in Seminole County where I grew up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, boy. Yeah, dude. So, so that was my first one. And that thing actually got out and, uh, it was crazy too, because I had this big old cow skull inside this, uh, huge aquarium and it would live inside the, the brain cavity of the, the skull and it would come out of the, the vertebrae hole and I would feed it mice and stuff like that. And it would just pull it back inside the skull. And uh, one day it didn't come out and get that mouse. And I was like, oh no. And I, I looked in there and it wasn't in there and I couldn't find it anywhere. So my mom ended up saying she was going to get a hotel if dad and I couldn't find this snake. Cause we were like peeking around the house with flashlights. <laughs> 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 my my cat my sister was like i think something's going on in here or whatever and the cat the cat was in my sister's room hissing at a pile of clothes and we lifted up the folded clothes and there was this big giant yellow rat snake just staring there and my dad's like come on steve Irwin." <laughs> so he ended like, up oh having my God, where did this come from dude that thing was nuts at the time it was not having it it was pissed so my dad ended up grabbing it and, uh he 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 you know put it back in the enclosure so but it was crazy nice <laughs> nice <clears throat> so how yeah. is that how has that developed into today you know like how how old were you when that has happened and then like how has it developed into now um i don't know i was probably like it's so hard for me to remember things like specifically, uh, right. especially with times, but I don't know, dude, I was probably like six years old or something like that, you know, oh, shit. <laughs> nice. maybe, maybe seven, seven, eight years old. I don't know. Somewhere yeah. around there. I was, I was young, dude, but I know I was always like in, into like catching stuff and that's, yeah, that was the snake that I had. Oh yeah. Man. Um, but the the love for colubrids has always been there because I mean, for one, I was just always out catching the rat snakes, catching black racers. Uh, I think when I was, I don't know, around like twelve, I was in the Boy Scouts and I caught my first coach whip, and it was a huge adult black headed male. It was amazing. Um, so I've I've caught all kinds of stuff, man, and that just kind of like fed my addiction for reptiles and keeping. And then I started getting into exotics as I got a little bit older and I moved out of my parents because I mean, obviously I couldn't have those there. <laughs> my mom wasn't having it. So yeah. um, I did have turtles though. When I was a kid, I did have lizards. I had bearded dragons, leopard geckos, um, musk turtles, uh, fish tanks, all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. Nice. But now I have a lot of Indo stuff. and You kind of have a little bit of everything from what I can tell. I do. I do have a lot of, a little bit of everything. I'm like a jack of all trades and a master of none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I do yeah, pretty yeah. good though. Nice. Um, yeah. So, but I, I am, I, I currently keep 
I think it's like let's see, twenty six different species. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, twenty two of them are snakes, and uh, the other are lizard species. Um, and we also keep four species of spiders. Ooh, which so. ones? Yeah, you and Smitty. Um, let's see. We have a Mexican fire leg, which is pretty pretty dope. Uh, two striped knees, a versicolor. Oh, and we actually uh, we have golden orb weavers. Oh, cool. Yeah, so those are going to be awesome. We're going to get those set up in a nice viv. Yeah, those are neat. I've uh, I know people have tried to keep some of the species that we have down here and I was always, I always read that they, you know, you had to give them like a lot of, because their, their webs and stuff are so huge, you know, they needed a lot of space to, for people to really do it successfully. Um, it's getting to be that season now where we're going to start seeing them everywhere. Kind of surprised. Oh yeah. Yet, but things are freaking everywhere down here. Do you have the, uh, the big yellow butted ones or whatever? Yeah, they call them banana spiders. I mean, they're not. Yeah, banana spiders. Really, banana spiders. But yeah, I, I can't remember the <laughs> the name of them off the top of my head. <clears throat> yeah, they're cool. I remember running through the woods and stuff with friends, and like accidentally just running into one of those webs, and it just like masks over your face, and just the the sheer feeling of panic when you weren't expecting it is uh pretty pretty terrifying. Because you know that big ass spider somewhere. <laughs> you can't yeah, it's cr- crawling across your neck and through your hair. They're big too, man. Mm-hmm. The um, you're doing. I mean, you recently started doing everything full time, correct? No, I'm not full time. Uh, I still I, I work at a restaurant. Um, so I I prep food and uh, I wash dishes. I also do some side jobs here and there, uh, construction wise, um, basic, basically whatever. I do a lot of construction and, uh, like fixer up it stuff kind of mm-hmm. for the restaurant as well. Um, always got something to fix there. So he's got tons of projects for me to do. Um, but I mean, I wake up at seven, seven thirty every day and grind until, I go to work or I go to sleep. Uh, and then when I get off of work, I come home and I tend to rodents or whatever needs still until I go to sleep. So, I mean, it's, it's constant. I, I really would like within the next year to become full time because, uh, my girlfriend and I, uh, got five acres. So we're going to be building a house and, like a 12, 1500 square foot reptile facility. So I can do like full on walk-in enclosures and all that kind of jazz. So it should be. Yeah. I mean, seeing some of the stuff you've been putting together, man, it's, it looks really, really good. Yeah. That's definitely something I want to touch on in this episode and kind of, you know, what you do for enclosures and all that. Cause you're sending me a picture of that water snake enclosure you did the other day. And man, that, (laughs) That thing looks freaking killer, man. 
It's dope, really man. Nice. We'll see. We'll see how it goes with that thing. Um, I mean, I've been warned, you know, about water snakes and stuff like that. I've had them in the past uh, as a kid. I kept banded waters. Um, the only but, you know, thing just, I, the is that the one with like, I, the ledge, the ledge in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The only the only thing I'll say about the setup you're running, and the only thing, and again, it being so ventilated may not be a problem. The only issue that I know about and I've heard from not just Montrose but several people is having damp bedding, which sounds weird because they live in swamps. If you're like it's one thing to have a really big water dish, but if your substrate is actually wet then they can go downhill really quick as far as yeah. the blisters and respiratory problems. Like, it's weird. They need to be kept dry for being a water snake. They like to be in water, but, like, if their enclosure has damp substrate, that's when you'll run into some problems. So that's the only thing I would say to keep in mind for that type of setup. I've got an external pump so I can... Uh pull that water out you know every other day or so so that way i can keep it as fresh as possible i mean right you know um but i've actually only seen him in the water one time since i put him in there he he likes i believe in the wild uh the browns will tend to uh be hanging out in the trees and elevated elevated you know so they they like to catch the rays up there um, yeah. it's away from predators. They can duck, dip down into the water really fast if, if need be. Um, but yeah, he's, he's always up hiding in the air plants or, or whatever. Yeah. The moss. Uh, and it's, it's funny because in the morning and throughout most of the day, he doesn't move much, but towards the later parts of the afternoon into the evening, he comes out and he'll pull out bask. Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty dope. He's really pretty. Yeah. He looks like an aquatic Russell's Viper. Dude, and oh, dude, brown waters are like, they're so fucking cool. Like, I love brown water snakes. You know, me, I love, I love big water snakes, and there's none bigger than browns and diamondbacks. They are huge, you know. You saw like, that big one that we got down at Skies? I think I did. I know. I've been seeing all the pictures that y'all posted, and I'm pretty sure I saw it. It was a good um, one, dude. Dude, I pulled... So, I know I've told the story on the podcast before, but I pulled out when I was living in Texas. I went to a pond literally all the time just to catch Diamondback Waters. And I pulled out one that was the biggest Nerodia I have and probably will ever see in my life. Dude, this thing was every bit of pushing five foot. Wow. I'm dude, I'm not kidding you. This thing was laid up on a log. It was kind of like draped over it, you know, so I couldn't see the whole body. I was like, that's a big fucking snake, and I'm gonna catch it. And <laughs> so I start getting down into the water and she starts like folding off of this log. She didn't just dive in, you know, it's like she was going. But her, the rest, she was so big, she went head first, but the rest of her body had to twirl around this log. And so I had a second to grab her. And right before she dove into the water, I grabbed her by the tail and I pulled her out. And this thing, dude, was almost as long as I was. 
And I was not expecting that at all. I pulled this thing out and I fell over. And I was like, what the hell is this? (laughs) It was was crazy, man. I got her out and I've got a picture of me holding her like arms fully stretched out. Like I'm like five, nine, you know, I'm not a big dude, but this thing was every bit of five foot dude. It was massive. And I know brown water snakes are right up there with the diamond bags. They are they're big and man they're cool oh they're so cool but yeah i was super i was super jealous when y'all caught those browns uh skyler actually sent me a video and he was showing off the brown he said at the end he goes brats is gonna be pissed (laughs) (laughs) it's like god damn it (laughs) i think i remember uh, seeing something like that yeah it was it was cool. That was that's it's gonna be a good trip. Are you um, keeping everything in in sort of naturalistic type setups? Uh, not everything. Uh, some of the stuff is artificial. Most most everything. I think everything is on some on some sort of substrate. I don't mm-hmm. think right now I have anything on paper towels. Um, a lot of times I'll have things in my hatchling rack and. That'll right. have paper yeah. towels in there, but I think right now it's um, easier. Yeah, I think I think right now though, uh, everything's upgraded to substrate. Um, I'm at a I'm at a position where I have a lot of 28 quart tubs and uh, glass aquariums, and things just need to be upgraded and moved up. So my dad has a huge shop at his uh, house about an hour away. And he's got whatever tool I need. So it's just easy there because nothing in my yard's flat and I don't have concrete. Everything gets dirty and gross. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna build stacks of uh three cages, uh six foot tall, and they're gonna be four by two by twos. Um so I'm gonna do right. a few of those and then I'm gonna do some four by two by threes. Um and then I'll do two by two by twos. Nice. And have you, I mean, have you yeah. always kept stuff like that or was it sort of um, an evolution where you started out with sort of the more simple and standard type deals and then it, you know, changed over time sort of as you, as you got into it? Yeah. So, uh, I started going to Michael's and, uh, I would just buy out a season or end of season plants on discount. Um, and I would try and just, match whatever environment they are and you know do it that way um for a while i was doing rosin paper with that kind of fake foliage with some driftwood or whatever because we have tons of driftwood up here and uh so that was cool and then i moved from rosin paper i moved to substrates and started messing around with like cypress mulch and stuff like that over at lowe's um and that was cool. Uh, some some of the stuff looks really good on it. I mean, I have some right now that that have it, like my my Lyaceus olivaceus, uh, the olive python. Um, they have cypress mulch. It looks really good in there with her. Uh, and then other things I have cocoa and some things I have a mixture. Um, so since I've done that, 
I've really got into taking like 40 gallon aquariums and like 20 gallon logs and I haven't done backgrounds on them, but I'll, I'll full on plant them. So it's kind of like a bioactive setup, but I'm not doing bioactive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, there's no layers in it. I just put a layer of dirt and that's it. Um, I plant my plants and let the thing grow wild. Um, yeah. and then I put my snake in there. So that's, that's worked out really good. Um, I have some really good examples of those on uh, Instagram, but that's been fun because keeping live plants, I think is very beneficial for mm-hmm. enrichment of the snake um, or reptile that you're keeping. So, I think they're good just for, even for that, the from the standpoint of like good airflow, you know, especially if you're keeping in something that, that, you know, like the Cambro tub rack that I have, um, you know, there's enough of a gap to where like ventilation's fine, but I think to have pothos and stuff growing in the water bowl definitely sort of helps circulate things a little bit better. And, and, you know, overall, I think it's, you know, it's not going to hurt anything for sure. I think there's not going to be any negatives to having live plants and, and even like tub setups or something simple. Right. Yeah. In most of my tubs, uh, most of the rack setups, I do substrate, uh, some driftwood or whatever. Um, and then, uh, mostly like fig vines or whatever. I don't usually do anything live in there. Once they get upgraded, I'll do everything mm-hmm. live. Yeah. All the new enclosures that I'll be building at my dad's house, those will all have, uh, potted, potted plants and mm-hmm. full backgrounds all that jazz yeah that's what i was gonna ask so for your live plants you know say for something like you know a rat snake naturally you know especially around here it's it's fucking humid you know like we we know that it's it's humid in south carolina and in north carolina um yeah but you don't want their enclosures like wet so do you just do potted plants in all of these so you can just water the pot versus the ground so you don't saturate it because you know rat snakes you don't want to get them <clears throat> wet 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 you know they can deal with humidity but you don't want their enclosure fogged up you know all the time you know so are right. you just doing potteds to kind of you know let them you know grow and you know fill up the enclosure and just fill up the pot so you know it helps with the humidity or like how are you how are you working that so uh with the full setups that i have right now with uh planted aquariums it's they're they're straight up glass aquariums with a full screen top uh so what i do is i just i observe the plants and i notice that okay the soil's a little dry the plants looking a little funky i need to water them and i'll just take a whole gallon of reptile safe water and just douse the plants. Um, a lot of times I'll miss them. Um, but when I know they need a good watering, I'll just water the aquarium. Like I would be watering a potted plant, um, in my yard. Okay. So there, so but, these aren't potted. They're actually growing in the substrate. So these are actually growing in the substrate. These ones right now, it's okay. fully, fully, fully planted. Um, okay. but what I do is I growing up in Florida, I, I'm used to having some pots just don't have good drainage. So you have to uh, just adjust how much water, you know, you give them. Yeah. So that way 
it doesn't become septic. Um, but what I do is that I, I just give it water, like a pot that doesn't have any drainage at all and just let it dry mm. out completely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause I've thought about doing that for some of my rats. Cause a lot of things are going to be changing here soon. More things will be switched over to black box cages and, you know, over time. Um, and I want to start incorporating some, you know, pothos and stuff like that. I'm not going to go crazy with live plants just for time reasons and, you know, yeah. more things I have to deal with. But I kind of wanted to incorporate some pothos. And I thought about just doing, you know, like a bark slash cypress slash, you know, peat moss substrate. And then just doing like a potted pothos and letting it kind of fill the enclosure and then just filling the the pot you know with For water sure. when when needed you know and that's I what that i do with of, mine yeah because you do you do pot in all yours don't you smitty um in the rhino cages the persinum and and then i just have pothos in like the water bowls of some of the green trees okay see and i don't even i don't even do any kind of maintenance on any of the planted enclosures um is i i do i do poopy maintenance um right <laughs> but i i don't do any maintenance on the plants i just let the plants do their own thing i just make sure that they're um watered and they're taken care of uh other See, than but that. even then like spot cleaning i'll take like you know if there's like a little clump of cypress mulch that that one of the rhinos or something has has used um i'll just take that little clump and i'll put it in the pot like the potted plant and then let it kind of recycle into the into the plant some because they really don't spend a ton of time in the actual like plant you know on right. top of the plant in the pot or anything like that um but i think that's just kind of a good way to sort of reintroduce some some sort of nutrients i'm sure into the into the plants and i haven't oh, yeah. noticed it make any serious difference or anything yet but it's just yeah. no ways not want not I mean, I don't fertilize uh, either of the enclosures in there. The one that I have that's really mature, the 40-gallon, it's just exploding. Mm -hmm. And there's two Everglades rat snakes in there that are sub-adults. And they they have tunnels underneath the pothos in the root system. Um, and I don't see a lot of defecation on the top of the soil ever, maybe yeah. w once a month. Um, but most of it, I think they're just doing underneath and the plants just suck it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love pothos for that reason, man. Like that's such a, I know they're not the most exciting or the sexiest of plants, but it's like you want something yeah. that's going to grow and just do well, no matter how much you ignore it right. or you know how much abuse it takes from the snakes themselves. Like they just it grows great, and I actually need to take out the one of the the male persimmon. He has like one of the silver pothos. And that's been kind of really slow growing. I think I'm going to take that out and, and grow it in a... I take, like, old whiskey bottles, and I'll, I'll grow clippings in those. And, like, once a week, I'll dump out at least half the water and replace it. And they seem to do really well when I do that. And I think I'm going to do that with, with that silver just to kind of get it to grow more so that when I have their full setup ready to go... Because um, that's one of my favorites is those those silver pothos that have, like, the, the silver... Yeah, they're pretty. Like, I love that plant. Um it just doesn't seem to be growing as well as, as like sort of the deeper green ones that I have. But yeah, once those pothos start going, dude, they're, they're off, you know, yeah. I love them for that. And, and I even, have like five different species of plants in that one enclosure. Really? 
damn yeah even That's for really like cool. like like jake was saying for like just the humidity aspect too i found that with the green trees um just having a, a pothos growing in the water bowl you know does help with the ambient humidity it definitely feels slightly more humid in those cambro tubs than it than it does in the ones without them so yeah even again yes. for that that simple fact of it just circulating you know i think they help yeah no doubt for sure so, i get perfect sheds sorry no you're good man no you can continue no that's it's definitely a big thing because like you know my room definitely living in south carolina we don't really have a humidity problem um but running you know me i run ambience from all my colubrids my pythons have external heat and you know so it stays warm in here but i think the the space heater well i, I have a like a radiant heater you know oil filled and i think it definitely dries out the room a little bit for sure um so i definitely think adding plants like that would would help with well, even having them in the room like david brahms he yeah. has a giant oh, dude. going in his room like out of a 10 gallon aquarium and that <laughs> yeah. thing is just like consuming it's, like the end of his room growing yeah and he's like ambient humidity is great because that thing just like yeah. throws it yeah i really thought about doing that too just putting a plant in the corner of the room and just letting it fucking grow um but changing gears a little bit you know obviously you you keep a ton of stuff so we're kind of gonna go he has bear draft why line. are those the best they're not no don't don't shake your fist don't shake your. i fist. love them i really you love know, them but yeah but yeah you might love them but you know obsoletas are better beautiful but Dude, that's like saying morelli is superior like uh the what is it the brettles like brettles brettles is the superior morelia forever and always so but like what's your opinion are you saying that I'm saying yeah, I like bear- them both. I mean, are I you know. saying bears are the superior pantherophis? Is that what's no. coming out of your mouth right now? No, but Cause... they are okay. Phenomenally okay. beautiful in my opinion. No, but they're in the top three, maybe top two. I will, yeah. I will maybe not, top two. I will, I will not deny bears are amazing. They are beautiful. So you want to know I my number one? Will not yeah. them. What's your number one? Centicolas uh, triaspis. Those kind of count, dude. Uh, we're talking that's, that's my favorite, buddy. Yeah, I know, but that's my favorite North American rat snake, and that—I mean—you can't compare anything else to that. Maybe. Nah, nah. I keep yellow rat. I keep yellow rats, and those will always be the best. So that's that's where I'm. That's where I'm at with that. But Pentacolas you know, are, are definitely cool, man. I don't know that I'd ever try my hand at keeping them because it seems like I know Chris has kept some, and he's. He seemed to have nothing Dude. but trouble with them, and I'm like, if yeah. you're struggling, I don't think they're going to do well here. It's too humid. I don't. I don't think they I'm won't. Really not that's the thing with those. No, they won't. I don't know how people in Florida keep them. I really don't. You know, maybe you keep a them dry. heat light, dehumidifier. Maybe maybe a, a heat light, a heat light that dries everything out, and a dehumidifier in your room. Maybe, but like, dude, it was all the. The, all the southeastern shit I keep, I'm like, I'm not even like, I want them so bad, so bad, but I won't, I won't do it. Like, I'm it's not, it's I didn't not have gonna more work. Issues with the subox, given how human, yeah, I really I am, didn't have any problems too. So I don't know, maybe it wouldn't be that bad, but 
I thought I was going to have problems with the Bears here in North Carolina because of the humidity, but I don't. Nah, Bears. I just are... keep, I just keep them nice and dry and give, give them a water bowl. And I actually, they they love the water, dude. Oh I, yeah, I, dude. I see them soaking all the time. Yeah, I learned that pretty quick with with when I first started getting a you know a decent amount of them. I was like, man, why do these things spend so much time in the water? Like they're from Texas. They should not be doing this. They're like the IJs of the, of the rat snake world. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, my IJs swamp their enclosures. It's kind of annoying. How many bears do you but, have? Oh, well, I guess we're still talking about bears. We are. But I, I really love me a good gray rat snake, dude. That's, that's, that's probably That's where right. it's at for me. But uh, I mean, we get, have gray rat snakes. They're called Bairds, and they're real pretty gray. They're gunmetal gray. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many? How many do you have right now? I have five. Um, yes, yeah, so I have three point two. I have some. I have one male that's an adult, and he is just. He's a banger, dude, and I don't know where exactly he's from. Um, he kind of just ended up in my lap. Uh, but he's got really nice gunmetal grays, and his color, his background color is just like sunset. He's he's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, I have a <clears throat> het, uh, het hypo that is from Jason Hood that came from Brendan Meyer, BM Exotics. Yeah, um, we are, we're good friends sent, with Brendan. Oh, yeah, he's great. Brenda. Dude. He sent, Brenda. <laughs> I'm going to have to remember that one. Um, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> he's he's Brenda for us. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's, he sent me over four. Um, and they've, they've been great. I love them. Nice, man. So, yeah. So I we know you're a man of many snakes. You keep you said twenty one different species of snakes right now. I think it's twenty two. Twenty two and twenty six species of reptiles. Wow. So we'll kind of go down the line. We know you keep new world, old world, new world rats, old world rats, and then you know, some pythons. So we'll kind of go down the line. You know, you don't have to list every species you have but like as far as new world rats what is your like your bread and butter what's your main focus you know as far as breeding keeping etc what's your what's your main focus with those oh man it's obsolete i I, I already know yeah i mean (laughs) that really is i mean you 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 kind of hit the the nail on the head because uh that's probably my biggest, my biggest collection of, of that. Uh, so, so are they like, would, ever, like more specifically, like Evergrade, Everglades, Everglades, you know, Everglades. Everglades. So I'm, yeah. I'm working towards uh, shitty, shitty West. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually, I think I have, let's see. I think I have 12 or 13 Everglades right now. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so it's definitely a good portion of my colubrids, um, but they're not the only ones that I have. I mean, I've got I've got yellows, um, and then I've also got grays. 
Uh, you're getting yeah. you're getting more you're getting more in about three four months. <laughs> well, I can't wait, man, because yeah. I love them. No, I've got no. I think I've got five right now. Five grades. Nice. Yeah, do I don't you have, have any, like count anything with pink. Have, okay, do you have like county specifics on any of them? What do you got? Yeah, so these are all from Mintross from different clutches. Um, okay, and that's that's about it. So they're all Appalachicals. Yeah, I got a, I've got a pair. I've got a pair of those. Yeah, I have. So I have a pair from from him that I raised from itty bitty tiny babies, and now they're yep. musky, bitey little dickheads. <laughs> but they stink, dude. Dude, they stink so bad. Oh my god, they're they're <laughs> they're worse than my cave dwellers and like some of my Indian stuff. It's just like, dude. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, man, they're like they don't they're not super bitey like they're, they're funny man like i'll lean down to like you know the last couple of days i've been checking on the santa rosa girl and i'll go up to her tub because like i've got a whole baker's rack of like tall tubs with you know all my bigger rat snakes and i'll lean down to open her tub and i see her like on the, <laughs> yeah. on the tub and i'm like dude like chill man calm down yeah <laughs> like, you know, but they, they're not bitey when I have them out, but man, do they musk every single freaking time I pull them out. And they stink uh, even when they don't musk. Yeah, they just, they shit all the time. They musk and they're <laughs> They're that they're kid awesome, in middle though. school that doesn't realize deodorant exists. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, they're great though. I absolutely love my App- Apalachicolas, but Definitely, definitely gonna have to get a group of Santa Rosas. I'm, I'll have plenty to, I'll have plenty to move. So, yeah. for sure, you're first on that list for sure. Look at this guy. He uh, didn't even hatch them yet, and he's already trying to sell them. Oh yeah, dude. I, I plan ahead. I plan ahead. You tell me you want some. Yeah, no, got to man. All the eggs are good. Hopefully, hopefully we get a hundred percent hatch rate. I don't. You just jinxed You better not. I jinx myself. I jinx myself. I don't have any wood in here. Oh, yeah, I have my door. Do that. No, I jinx myself. (laughs) 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 Right. Talking about Apalachicolas, you know I got it. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, so I hopefully we'll have plenty plenty to go around. Like I said, I was expecting like eight. When I got 14, I was like, oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's awesome, dude. Yeah, plenty, plenty to spread the love. Hopefully, because I'm only planning on keeping a pair. Um, so, yeah, man, that's that's awesome. So you'd say, Obsolita, our number one focus, and then specifically, probably Everglades would be within so Obsolita. Ever- yeah, so that's gonna be that's gonna be my largest. That's gonna be my main focus. Um, I have a white sided Everglades. Um, it's supposedly a Daniel Parker um, uh, snake. Um, we'll see. I got them come from this guy at Tinley. Um, Russ, Russell Gurley. I don't even. It, it acts Everglades. It looks Everglades um, other than the fact that it's white-sided, but it doesn't even look 
it doesn't look like anything white sided that I've really seen before um, huh. in any other species. Hmm. It's it looks more like kind of muddled out. I don't know. I'd I'd have to hmm. send you pictures or whatever. Um, I don't really taste yeah. it much. She's she's kind of a jerk. <laughs> um, but then I have hypos. Uh, I have a pair of hypos. I have amels. Um, I have normals. Uh, I have normals that are uh, het white sided, het hypo, and those are pos hats. Um, but yeah. I've got quite a bit, and then I've also got some adult pos head emails from Matross as well. Um, well, those are sub-adults. They're going to be ready to go this next season, probably. The hypo so. Everglades thing just cracks me up, because it's like I thought they pretty much already were hypo. Like, how much how much, how much, much more orange can a snake get? There, you can see the difference, so, though, man. Like, you really can. Like, if you look at them side by side, it's it's wild. So what we're going to do, uh, Chaz over at More Than Morelia, <clears throat> the reason why I gave him uh, the mail to my emails that I got, my visual emails that I got from from Chris Mantras, is because he has a line of, I think it's Kathy Love, um, yeah. hypos. He has that male individual email. I have the female individual email. I have the parents. And then I also have another line of hypos separate from his. So we're going to compare them all together. And we're going to compare the babies and see how they look when they hatch. Because, uh, I mean, people say, you know, like, the way it hatches, you know, the colors of them. And, you know, it's either amel or hypo but i don't know i think there's some confusion with the genetics and i kind of want to see what it you know yeah, perspires like what's going on. yeah what's yeah. going on i mean it's it's a new line of email or whatever that chris mantras has going on yeah um which is cool yeah but is it really amel or is it really hypo i mean i don't know but i'm calling it what he's he calls it. I trust his right. judgment. But like, yeah, and that's the thing. It's hard not to trust Chris. Like, he's pretty much my right. mentor when it comes to New World Colubrids, you know. But it's one of those sure. things. Like, you can definitely, you can definitely see. Like, I, again, I'm not going to say you know what's what, you know. But you can see a difference. Like the stuff. I think they're going to be the, brighter. Yeah, the emails that he produced. They look different from the hypos. It looks almost a little bit more brighter, washed out compared to the hypos that you see. Because hypo, hypos have been around for a long time. You know, the, the hypo Everglades have been around for a long time. And you can see right. the difference in, in the emails that Montrose has produced versus the hypos that have been around for the last 10 years. You know, like you can clearly see, you know, a difference when he hatched his like has been like, obviously now they've developed a lot more orange, but as babies, those things were almost white. And they look more, they look you know, more albino. Like, huh. right, right. Yeah. Like there was, there was a very clear difference from the hypos that you see from Parker 
versus the A-Males. That, and again, and maybe it's a line-bred thing, you know, because the hypos have been around so much longer. People have done more work with them, and they've developed certain colors over certain periods. You know, whatever. The stuff that Montross has produced is new. This is, you know, and yep. the reason I love his, because, like, a lot of times you get a hypo Everglades, it's just a hypo Everglades. It's not this county, not that county. It's this line, and it's a hypo Everglades. From Montross, you, they're Glades County, Amel Everglades. Like, and that's kind of what I love about them. And that's why I'm hopefully getting into them actually pretty soon. Specific. Um, they're, they're specific, you know, like, and again, I hate being that snob, but I'm kind of turning into that with no, my obsolete. Yeah, no, I, I really, I like, I don't like being that guy, but I am now. Like, when it comes to Obsolita, you know, I hold my pinky out while I sit do have, my martini. Do you have GPS coordinates for these Obsolita? If not, they're yeah. not. Yeah. like some great poop on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. But that's how I've kind of gotten with my Obsolita. Like I said, because I've looked up to Chris so much uh, with, like, and literally, that. like, my... My obsolete collection pretty much came from Montrose, one way or another. Maybe not directly. Your from entire him. collection came, came from Montrose. Most of my, my entire my my entire rat snake project projects basically did, um, in one way or another. Like I have, so I'm getting eventually. Like I said, I'm getting more Everglades again, kind of keeping that on the low until. Whatever, um, I got you on right now, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, no, I, I've got some stuff in the works. I'm pretty excited about it. Hopefully, this month I'll, I'll have something, something, something in the rack, nerds. Um, but right now I've got, so I've got my, I have, I had a pair, of, I have a pair of Parker Everglades. Really nice animals, but they're getting shipped to Illinois on Monday because I didn't have specific county information on them. And like I said, I'm kind of a snob now. So those are leaving. But I have Hendry County Everglades. And those were produced by Painshab, uh, Chris, but they came from Montrose. (laughs) He got his pair from Montrose. Rose them up. I got a pair from Paint Shab. So there, everything, everything comes from Montrose, man. It all. I have Montrose's Anery uh, Henry County Red Rats. Oh, you have the, you got those? The Proven's, yeah, I got it's them. Yeah, the Devil's the Montrose's. The... <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about yeah, the, he's the a... Devil's the Devil's Gardens, right? Yeah, dude. He's a good man. Yeah. He's 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 got yeah. good shit, dude. He's it's dude. Crazy. He's 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 the king, man. Like I, I like I said, Montrose is literally like my he's my mentor when it has come to these colubrids. Like I pretty much turn to him for everything. I'm sure he's tired of getting messages from me all the time, but I've 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 known him for I've known him well for well over a well over a year pushing to maybe three years now i've known who he was for a long time and then i started really picking his brain for a while and now i feel like we have a pretty good 
pretty good relationship. I talk to him pretty regularly. Um, when I hatched <laughs> one of these uh, wide oak babies came, dude, I was just like, what do I do? Do I do this? Do I do that? Are they good here doing that? And he's like, dude, chill. Like they're, <laughs> they're, they're, you know, colubrid eggs. He's like, I could hatch these things on sand if I wanted to. And I'm like, all right, I, I need to calm down a little bit. Like I'm over here freaking out. And he's like, dude, calm down. Like you're fine. Like you got a good clutch. That'll be good. Um, yeah. I got mine riding out at 77.5 right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mine are sitting in the closet behind me. Last time I read there at like 78. So. That's I'm just gonna let him ride it ride it out in the closet. You know, he told me yeah, 75 dude. to 75 to 80 is fine for Colubrid. So I just stuck him in some hatch right and put him up in the closet and I gotta try and forget about him for the next 60 days. But tonight, she's gonna drive I'm me hatching in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, <But> Montross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never meant to message you. <laughs> that's awesome oh my god so crazy. yeah i've got a i've got another clutch of everglades possibly popping i'm waiting to see what happens with that um nothing related to what matross has uh the male that i have with the female he's the most red individual i've seen in anybody's collection i mean people will say i have a red one but i mean you you pull a tabasco out i mean that dude is red, and it's is it a, crazy. Is it like a is it a normal? Is he a normal? He's a normal. Uh, he's 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 possibly pos heads. He's got yeah. possibly a a white sided and hypo in there. So there's no end of possibilities, dude. He's a smoke show though, for real. Aiden was over here hanging out. Um, uh, Aiden Beverton. He was the guy from UK yeah. that we were herping with. Um, he looked in there and saw him and he was like, oh my God, that thing is so red, bro. And I was like, yeah, no. It's craziness. Yeah. So Nice. Yeah. I'm excited about all the Everglades for sure because they're fun, man. They're a fun species to have around. They're so, definitely, a, definitely a cool snake. You know, like I said, I'm moving the other pair I have from uh, Daniel Parker. But, um, I'm I'm excited to get more. Yeah, they're really cool. I'm a yellow guy. I love 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 my yellow types, and I guess Everglades fall into that category of you know yellow type, you know, and that's that's definitely where my bread and butter is. Um, dude, do, do you have Decurts? No, not yet. You're missing out, man. I know. You are missing I out. You will forget all about any other rat snakes that you have once you have Decurts. Like, oh my god, dude. I My Decurts are my favorite snakes in the collection. Bar, bar none. And I've got, I've got a lot of snakes here. My Decurts take, take the fucking cake. Like, I... Love those snakes to absolute death. They are soon. They're going to be on display in a bigger enclosure and stuff. They're oh my god! I I love them so much. They're so different from from any other from any of my other rat snakes. I don't know what it is. They are just they're they're different. Something about them. They're couldn't recommend them more. 
<laughs> They're awesome. So Love them to death. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Uh, that's great. But tonight I'm hatching in my closet. That's right. That's what he does. <laughs> yes, sir. But changing changing gears a little bit, so you have plenty of new world stuff. We know that. What does your old world collection look like, and what's your main focus in in those? Hmm. I really like Japanese forest path space. Oh, conspics. I didn't uh, even know you now, had this. Now we're talking. Most people don't know I have them. Um, they're really cool, though, man. I really like them a lot. the The babies are are phenomenal looking. Um, I got them from Shadow Red Golden Coast Exotics. I've had them for a while now. Uh, male's a little picky, but the female, she's wide out, dude. She's not shy at all. Nice. Yeah, but they're they've been really really fun. Um, they're kind of they can be kind of stressful. I mean, as as babies, I've had to learn how to just take their tub um, and then just put that inside of a huge tub and then do my maintenance because they're just gonna shoot out in any direction because um, they're so spastic. Um, but they've started to calm down a little bit. The male's still kind of crazy, but female she chills out a little bit when you take her out for about five minutes nice that's a really cool species man i'm it's <clears throat> hoping to see more people doing stuff with them you know in the near future it seems like a good bit of people are getting their hands on them now i'd like to get another female um and possibly another male down the road but man they're just so expensive yeah yeah so and i'm a so what's your man. <laughs> yeah. So what? No. Is that I was gonna say what? So what other old world? Old world? I can't talk tonight. What are your other old world rats looking like now? Like what are you, what are you um, keeping? Because I know it's a little bit. It's a little bit slimmer than your North American stuff. But like, what do you? What do you have as far as North American or old worlds go? So I have a pair of 2019. Cave dwelling rat snakes. Oh, those are pretty. Those are yeah. pretty sick. Um, they're, they're getting up the size. I want, oh, <laughs> I want cave dwellers so they're, bad. Old and they're old phenomenal, world, dude. The, the stripe really on these things. Yeah, they old worlds really don't do it for me. I leave those to Smitty. You know, that's why I feel like we're like the perfect, you know, kind of partnership. Couple like some. He likes the Texas stuff and the old world stuff. I like the southeastern stuff, new world, whatever. But He's man, the farmer. Those... I'm the rapper. Yeah, dude. Have you seen pictures of my cave dwellers? They're going to be nine foot individuals that are just total smoke shows. I mean, they'll, they'll make you drool, dude. Dude, I want them so fucking bad. Like. I that's the only old world species that I have any real desire to keep. I can get my old world. You were just talking the other day about how you like Ganyos after messing with Chaz's. 
Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, those red tails those are, are sick. bad. Those are bad to the bone. I'm not gonna lie. I would think about those too, especially like the the silver ones. I get. I don't know my my old worlds like that, but the silver ones are freaking sick. I would totally jump on some of those if I could. Um, but man, those cave dwellers. Oh, they're badass, man, oh, and they have man. attitude to boot. Like the males, no joke. And actually, when Aiden was here, it was funny because. I'm sitting down on the ground and I, I, I co-have them now since they're, they're old, old enough. And in order to get them to eat, I have to take one with tongs and a rat or whatever and tease it out. And it, I, I totally basically walk the snake right out of the enclosure into the main floor. Um, and I feed either that's usually the female. Um, feed the female in the middle of the floor and I'll feed the male at the edge of the enclosure because that's where he feels safe at. And, uh, they'll both do their thing, but they're nuts, dude. They're, they're balls of fun for sure. Uh, yeah. Right now I've got them in uh, a four by two by one. They're going to go to four by two by two. And then I'm going to hopefully do uh an eight foot and do four foot stacks on top of that. Because nice. uh, when I, my goal is when I, when I move out of here into the facility that we build, that's when I'm going to really get them jumped up into either eight foot. Uh, it's going to probably be an eight foot walk in enclosure. That would be freaking sick, man. Yeah, dude. How would you set that yeah. up? Would you try to do like go like a rock wall kind of deal? Yeah, so so basically what I would do, um, I don't want to give away my secrets, but um, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to, with my construction background, um, done a lot of like high-end homes and stuff like that down in Florida with my brother and stuff. And we did a lot of showers. And so I kind of mm-hmm. want to do an in- a shower uh, style enclosure. So I'll do mud pan and everything instead of doing on top of my shower pan, instead of doing tile, I'll do, um, like a, it's like a vertical concrete zoological, uh, mix. It's just, you can spray it vertically upside down, whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's not going to fall and droop. It's going to stick. Uh, it's le- super lightweight. Um, so that's kind of what I want to do instead of doing like that universal rock stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to try and do something like that and then I can actually go in and physically paint it and do my art and my little details with like, you know, different lichens. And I've got a buddy who's a scenic artist. Hopefully I can get him out. I want to get some buddies like Brendan wants to come down from BM, uh, exotics. He wants to come down Chaz. Uh, Sky from Hail the Scales. We'll just get a, all the homies over and we'll all just go to town on paint creating party. art together. Dude, yeah, paint party. Dude, let, let, me, let me know, man. I'll be there. Yeah, it'll be a big shindig with yeah. driftwood and foliage. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you got to keep me in the loop, man. I, I want to be a part of that. They're awesome snakes and I, I definitely am going to have um, a huge walk-in for my main species uh, that I'm working with, uh, which is my Dinamic and the Red Mountain Boas. <clears throat> I'd really like to get them going in some big 
big enclosure. Yeah, that'd probably be like cool. 12 foot, 15 foot long or something like that. Eight foot tall. How many Six of those do you wide. have? Uh, I have a list and everything on my phone, but I'm afraid to back out of this. <laughs> so, so I'm just, I'm trying to, I, I, I don't have all that on my phone um, or on my paper, but uh, I think I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. He's looking around the room like, where are they all? (laughs) Ceiling? I I think I have 10. Nice. Yeah. Have you you bred those? No. um, So I had an unfortunate loss. I had gotten a pair um, and they were doing really well. Uh, The female, um, I, I had only had them like a couple months or whatever and it wasn't very long it might have been a little longer than that but it wasn't very long and female slugged out and then she died right after Ugh. oh shit man yeah dude so that was kind of like a total punch to the gut dude uh that really hit me hard i i kind of wanted to like give up on a lot of stuff and you know i just kind of like it Am I going in the right direction? Because I just got to think about things. And <clears throat> I just made another mistake. And I think the mistake is, is buying adult snakes. And I have another, I have another adult Tom Red that I had purchased because I was like, you know, it'll be great. And I, I have her quarantined, but she's, she's doing okay. She eats, she drinks, but she's, she just looks a little rough to me. And I think that with any of the species that I keep, any snake, any animal, if I get them as babies, I don't have any problems with them. If I get them as adults, I inherit a bunch of crap from previous owners um, from whatever, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So it shows, it shows for sure. And I, I'm kind of struggling with that right now with a female Dom Red. So, um, and I think a, one of my... I think a lot of that, like, kind of is one of those things that, like, I don't think buying older animals is bad, mm-hmm. but I definitely think a longer quarantine time is necessary. And then don't and again, I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm saying for the general people listening, like, yeah, if sure. you buy if you buy an adult pair, don't try to breed them the first year that you get them, you know, like that. I feel like that's a big mistake. A lot of people make is they get an adult pair of snakes. Like, Oh, I'm going to breed these right away. Like you're going to have nothing but problems, you know, acclimation in your room and just getting used to how you do things. Like you need to give them a year, if not two to kind of acclimate and then be comfortable breeding laying eggs etc i have noticed too like it it really depends on where you're getting them from because if you're getting them from somebody who's got no really background information from them you're really shooting yourself in the foot at that point but like i mean these head amel everglades that i got from montross i mean i know montross he's he's the man dude so yeah, I'm not even worried about it. And I mean, those things are stunners. They they eat. They they do their thing. And 
they did their thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think with the boys, I think it's just a little, they're a little more delicate. Um, the Dominican red mountain bows, I mean, for sure, are a little more delicate than that, but um, I don't know what happened with that female. So I've, I've kind of, I still think about her every day, but I've got to move on. I got to keep going forward. I, you know, she taught me some things. So yeah. that's, that's how I kind of have to look at it. Um, it was a Absolutely. good learning experience. You know, I got to spend some time with her though, but, uh, I've got reds mostly. Um, but I do have a trio of pastels. Nice. Yeah. So I do have a little morph in there or variation, whatever. Um, do you have any plans to get into that genus more? I think you had some other stuff that weren't Dominicans, but any plans to like, you want to get into like Jamaicans or anything like that? Yeah. So I do, I do have plans to get Jamaicans for sure. Um, I do have some ideas on how to acquire those legally. Um, I have some friends, so um, it's just all about getting them gifted. Mm-hmm. So that's the hard part. <laughs> you got to make some good friends. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I've got a, I've got a friend that I've, I've met through the industry. Um, and, uh, I, I've got a bunch of snakes from this person, um, or a few, uh, but this person's been great to me and they have a really nice collection of, various rare things some common stuff too uh but they have jamaicans and i can't wait (laughs) nice she she's bred she's bred um things didn't come out right the first go around so we're hope we're hoping for you know better luck next time she's a good breeder though nice that's awesome man it's always been a genus that like you know that i i was always interested in them i don't know if i'll ever get them um but i think they're they're super unique you know especially when you were you know when we were all at chaz's and you had the one that you brought man that was so, such a such a cool snake, man! They're so pretty, oh that pa- that pastel dome red. I forgot I brought. Yeah, her. yeah, no, yeah, dude. dude. I, I handled her. She was really cool. Just like they have a they have a different feel to him. You know, there's something about them. They just feel different than most than most snakes that I've you know handled and dealt with. You know. And, very smooth, very just sleek animals, you know, like they, so the head shape, it's kind of like, you know, a central it looks American like dragons, boa. dude. Yeah. It's like a central American boa and a, um, why am I blanking on these things? Oh my God. You're over here trying to hybridize species. Yeah, like I'm over here. It's like these two <laughs> things had a baby and made that, you know, Sanzinia. It's like a, you know, a Central American and a Sanzinia had a baby. And that's what, like, the head structure is on these Dominicans. And it's, 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 it's uh, they're so cool, man. They're such neat snakes. I and, do want to get yeah. into more, though, the Cubans. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're huge. 
I'd like to get in some of those, uh, you know, Barry Islands and other yeah. things. You know, I've, I've got other, you know, but yeah. The Dom cool. Reds for me are the easiest to get, so, um, but they're also yeah. not super easy to get. I mean, they're not like getting a corn snake, but you can find nah. them, you know. Yeah. And more, yeah, sh- more people should buy them because they're, they're A plus snakes, dude. They're awesome. Uh, if you move slow, um, they, they get they get adjusted to your routine, man, and they don't musk on me. I can I can generally pick them up, you know, or let them. Best thing is to let them just kind of come out onto your hand, um, and then you can just do whatever you want with them. They're cool. They're they don't bite. Um, they feed response for sure. So watch your fingers. But yeah, <laughs> great, great great snakes. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, those are awesome, man. And you don't have to keep yeah. them real high, you know, real high heat or anything like that. No, no super high humidities. Um, I do, uh, I do mist down um, all the time. Though I have a, a pump sprayer, um, but I always, I always keep the humidity up. I, I, I let it fade away too and dissipate, and I just go and respray every day, mm-hmm. every other day. Um, and I get yeah. perfect sheds with them and everything like that. So nice, yeah. Nice. They're beautiful, so I mean, if if you're not familiar with them, you should definitely familiarize yourself with Dominican Red Mountain bows because they're badass. Yeah, nice. but not all of them are like the crazy bright red, right? Like that is that a specific? No. <clears throat> yeah. So there's there's yeah. So there's there's reds, there's oranges, there's pastels, there's calicos, and there's calicos of different variations. There's you know, a lot of them, I think a lot of them in the wild are more like brown, brownie yeah, calico I mean, looking individuals. Yeah. Um, but I, I have heard of people reporting, you know, the, the red and white ones. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever produced a red and white one. Um, hmm. I know Bobo or whatever has some, but I don't know if he ever produced them and, you know, created more white and red ones and are yeah. those truly like a montane species to where you are keeping them a little cooler or are they just called red mountain boas because it's no i i do keep them a little cooler man um so i i, I don't i don't let them go over 85 oh, um, wow. i try to i try to keep them anywhere in between like on their cool side, like 75 to 85. It's been a little cool here the past couple weeks. So it dropped a little, it dropped a little bit. Usually inside the enclosure, I can keep it um, typically around like 80, 82. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do, they do really well for me. Um, I'm about to in the, in all my enclosures uh, since Aiden was here, I've had a lot of talks with him about how Europeans keep versus Americans. Yeah. And I do, I do use a lot. I implement a lot of incandescent bulbs and stuff like that. Um, but that's like key halogen bulbs, incandescent bulbs, and uh, UVB and LED. And those that combination, just incandescence alone, um, you're getting uh, more replication of the sun than you are anything else. And it's the mm-hmm. the, the benefits uh, just from those light bulbs are way better for your animal than a heat mat or a radiant heat panel or a ceramic heat emitter. Because at the end of the day, 
you're using thermostats for those things. And I don't want to use thermostats anymore. I've talked to Chaz more than Morelli about this plenty of times. And I'm like, I'm tired of using thermostats. I don't want to use heat mats anymore. You know, you don't, you don't, we don't have to. I just, I have to change. I just have to change my style of building. So that way I'm not incorporating a heat mat or a radiant heat panel to be slim and sleek. I just need to, you know, change, change my ways and, of building so that way I can use more lights. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's like, when it comes to like heat lights and stuff, you know, something that I'm going to try and incorporate as things change over here over the next, you know, several months, you know, there's, there's cycles, you know, like it might get kind of hot in there, you know, for a period, depending on the bulb you use, but like there's, you can do it in cycles. You don't have to give them, you know, 12, 16 hours of heat on your heat bulb. You know, you can give them six, five, six hours and let them bask, you know, kind of do their thing, whatever. Change the UVB, you know, whatever, you know, if you're afraid of overheating, like it's okay for them to get hot for a period. You know, and just have it on a timer and, you know, you don't really have to worry about thermostats and all that. You know, there's there's ways you can definitely do things, you know, and I, I, I'm kind of doing that with one of my rat snakes right now. He has a heat bulb that comes on for a couple hours a day so we can come out and bask. And then his UVB comes on, he basks in the UVB. And if he doesn't want it, he goes and hides away, you know. And I've noticed when the UVB comes on, he comes out and sits right up underneath mm-hmm. it, you know, and it's, oh, yeah. yeah. And this is just, this is just a yellow rat snake, you know, it's nothing, nothing crazy. My big Hernando male, you know, whenever that UVB comes on, he's, he's under it, man, you know, so there's, and I only give them like three hours of UVB because I know there is like, there is such a thing as too much, you know, so I give him a, a few hours of both and, you know, he's been, doing really well because i noticed at first i had kind of the the heat bulb kind of on a half and half cycle and it was getting too hot to where i noticed he was uncomfortable you know he was getting in his water dish and this and that and there's some days they even leave it off you know and i think i think there's a lot to be said especially for some of your north american stuff i know we're talking about you know you know dominican reds um, but there's even, there's, there's stuff to be said for your North American stuff and in following your natural light cycle, you know, like follow your natural light, you know, heat of the day, they're not going to be out. It doesn't really have to be on, but first thing in the morning, put on their, their heat ball for a little bit, let them come out and bask for a few hours, you know, and when you think he's going to go back in heat of the day, bring him, turn it off, you know, have it on timer. Put some UVB on for a few hours in between. Put it back on at night, you know, whatever. So be it. Um, but there's there's something to be said for following natural light cycles, you know, in the in their natural environment, you know, like that's that's what they follow, you know, like the stuff I keep. I I monitor weather for stuff I keep, you know, just for stuff like that. And, you know, car- my carpets are about to be switched over to a similar thing. I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing, pretty much exclude thermostats for pretty much everything, anything that's not in a rack. Um, 
you know, anything in a cage. I want just bulbs, you know, no ceramic, no heat emitters, no nothing, just actual bulbs that are on a timer of going off and off and on for, you know, certain amount of hours during the day, you know, watch your natural light cycles, you know, and keep track of you're keeping things from around the world, track their light cycles, track the temperatures during the day, during the night, you know, and because like ever there's so many, and I, I do it, I'd still do it. You know, I've got, you know, a stack of four foot, you know, two, four foot cages that are on a thermostat and their heat runs 24 hours a day. We have to realize that's not, it's not really natural, you know, like it is for light to be on though 24 or not 24 hours a day, but you know, lights on 20, you know, 12 hours a day, almost basically. And, uh, I, I keep my lights on all day. I don't, I don't, I don't click them on and off. I don't, I don't put them on timers or anything, but, um, but you don't have them on at night. They're not, no, I don't have them on at night. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like at night, there's a natural temperature drop. So these things don't need a heat pad on them. And I'm not necessarily talking about lights. I'm talking about people like using heat pads. Like I said, I still use heat pads. They're fine. But like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people are under the assumption that like, you have to give them heat 24 hours a day. And that's just not the case because naturally there's a night drop and, and that's a year round. Yes. It gets hotter in the summer than it does in the winter, but, even in the summer, it gets up to, you know, around here, you think about rat snakes, it gets up to 90 to 100 degrees, and they may be hiding away at those times, but at night, it drops. And that's just the natural cycle of things. So the idea of using a heat pad 24 hours a day, I mean, yeah, it works. Obviously, it's fine. I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong if you do that. But having them drop at night is also not a problem. You know, like it's not maybe. A thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like herb stats are great. They do, they do wonders. You know, and you know, even some of the mm-hmm. electronic thermostats will you have a night drop, you know, amount. And but you know, for people wanting to get away from thermostats and just use lights, it's okay to have your lights off at night and have no heat at all during the night as long as your room doesn't get too cold. You know, like yep. it's not one hundred. It's not going to hurt. You know. And, there's a lot to be said for that, for sure. So I think it's cool. I think it's I think it's a good method for attacking things. And I mean, I I already implement it to a degree, and uh, it's crazy because this since Georgia. I mean, I haven't stopped. I mean, I'm I'm so I'm so whooped, but I'm like so high on life right now that I can't stop. Yeah. You know, and I'm just not gonna stop and. I'm just going to keep trying to supply these animals with the best care that I can and keep trying to advance my husbandry because it's what I love to do and I want to do what I love and I don't want to do things for other people anymore. I want to do things for myself and, you know, let other, let other people enjoy the things that I love as well. And we can enjoy them together that way. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's just tired of trying to work for other people. And I think working for myself and doing what I love is a plus plus. So doing things for every doing, doing things for everybody else is a really good way to experience burnout. 
Like for sure. It's a real easy way to get burnt out with what you're doing. And you know, that's that's why like, yeah, like at this point, ninety percent of my collection is cheap snakes. Yeah, this is what it comes down to. Like a lot of my snakes are not super valuable and I'm perfectly okay with that because it's what it's what keeps me going. You know, it's but what awesome I snakes. love. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. They're not valued enough in the hobby and like that's correct. Fine, you know, whatever. But they're awesome. like they're so awesome. I love my fifty, seventy five dollar rat snakes more than freaking anything man like i love these things so much and it's really what's what's kind of thralled me through everything like i said you know right now i'm i'm stupid busy working two jobs and having way too many snakes and so i'm downsizing a little bit just to kind of focus on you know what i really love and like they really mean something to me and it's what keeps me going in this hobby i don't really give a shit what anybody else wants or thinks or what they like i keep what i like and i do what i like and i treat them the way i want to you know i like what, what you like exactly we are <laughs> this is why we are going to be friends i dude, it's so funny in in georgia when i you know i met you i've known your name for a while now smoky mountain feeders you know like i've known who you are but i didn't know you like pretty much at all and then we met in Georgia, you know, just a couple weeks ago. We started talking. I was like, oh, me and this dude are going to be friends. <laughs> like, it was funny how it happened to you because sure. it was like, who are you? Oh, who are you? Oh, what's up, bro? Oh, yeah, dude, what's up, man? Yeah, no. And then it's just like, I was like, yeah, me and Preston are going to be good buddies moving forward. Like, no doubt, you know. I mean, all it's, of us, dude, like everybody that was yeah. involved with that herb trip. I mean, just yeah. a whole, whole, whole group of good dudes. Oh yeah, man. We're gonna have uh we're gonna have Brent on from uh Blue Ridge from Blue Ridge Reptiles here here soon. Awesome. Uh, get him on to do an episode, talk about some hogs and you know, stuff like that and everything he's doing. But yeah, dude, that trip was it was so cool because it was funny, like with him, I follow I followed him for I've followed Brent for a while now. And I was looking at his page for Hognose stuff and I met him. I had no freaking clue who he was. Not a first name, not a last name, not Me a either. face, not a clue, you know? And then he was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm Blue Ridge Reptiles on Instagram. And I was like, <laughs> like, oh yeah. my God, dude, like you're him. Like I need to be your friend like right now, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? And that's why I love doing that stuff, man. You know, like I love, I love going places and seeing people and talking and putting faces to names. And I really tried, I, I really like to get out and actually meet people. Cause like it goes, us living in a social media world, like there's nothing wrong with it, but there's no face to face interaction. Somebody, yeah. Talking to somebody face to face is, is completely different than talking to them on, on Facebook, you know, or Instagram, whatever. For sure. You know, like, so I really do my best to get out there. Like, I drove to me and me and Montross did a did a few dealings. I gave him some snakes. He gave me some snakes, etc. I drove to Alabama and back in a day. 
one nice. one one day just to go see him see his collection do this trade and you know just see what he was about and i loved every second of it it's a long drive cool. it was six six and a half hours to alabama from here i did it in a day i left at like six in the morning got back at like 10 o'clock at night long freaking day but man it was awesome I love doing stuff like that. You know, we've got a few other things planned out for this year, which I'm super jazzed about. Um, so it's, I don't know, man, more, more people need to get out and really just see everybody face to face, check out some collections and, you know, just, yeah, you, you get a different, you get a different perspective on things. It, it ramps you up. It gets you hyped. You know, it's, it, it's a good thing. It really is. So, Justin, you got any questions for me on on feeders or anything? Because I I heard you said something about like talking about feeders and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, I mean, are you doing rats and mice? Just rats, just mice? You doing ASFs? Like, what do you currently? So I don't do any ASFs, but I do rats and mice. Uh, I've currently jumped back into dubias again. Um, I used to do super worms and mealworms, um, but as far as rodents, it's rats and mice. Just seems, I mean, for me, there's no benefit in doing ASFs at all. So, yeah, the most, um, most ball pythons that I've had will eat either whatever. mice or rats. Yeah. yeah, I just, I have a plethora. I mean, I've got every single size, and I've got rats and mice, so I can generally find what size or species they want to eat out of the two um, and, and find what they want and they'll eat it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's all it takes is just getting something with fur on it, or maybe it doesn't want fur to start with, you know, it, all that right. stuff matters, you know, and I've had ball pythons that won't baby ball pythons that won't take anything, but something with fur on it. Mm -hmm. So. What are your uh, what are your ratios like between rats and mice? Uh, right now I'm running through one point three in my rats. Uh, I've upped my mice a little bit. I'm trying to get them to one point four to one point six maybe. Mm -hmm. um, right now I've got one point three to one point four in most of them, and I I was doing just one point two for a while, but. Dude, my numbers are exploding. I've got like 30 babies in each tub. Yeah, it's uh just just within the last couple of weeks, my mice have started to kind of get back on track. And uh, I think the doing the rats is, has helped a lot with that because it's taken the pressure off having to use so many pinkies and stuff from the mice. Um it's just smoothed things out so much more. Like I actually really do enjoy the rats. Um you know, just from a like a an animal perspective, like they're they're pretty funny. You know, they're interesting little little things. They're super smart. So when I was a kid, we had uh, we had the Bennets. The Bennets lived on the the street next to us, and man, I would go over there, and they had rats on rats on rats, bro. And I don't know why they bred them. And I had us. Asked my dad kind of recently, but then this year, why he bred them. And he said it was just because Russ wanted to breed rats. They loved them, but we would get rats from them as a kid, as like little wieners. And 
dude, uh-huh. we would play with them as, as little as little wiener rats and they would just turn into the nicest little pets and my mom would walk around with them in her robe pockets and you know I'd put them on tight ropes and it just a bunch of <laughs> bunch of fun stuff they're super smart and recently we had a a female that I noticed wasn't doing too good with one of her last litters and this was like about a year ago and so I brought her inside I put her in a 40 gallon aquarium I set her up with like you know toys and you know good foods and everything fresh and she bounced back and her name was Pearl. And the reason why I brought her in besides just pulling her and feeding her off is because of her disposition. I mean, I would open up the tub and she would come right up to the front and she loved cookies and treats and you could pet her and you could pick her up and she did not bite. She just loved you. She, she, she would nibble on your finger or give you a chomp if she thought you were like sticking your finger in there and it was a treat. but. Mm-hmm. Um, she was such a good rat dude we had her for like a year inside the house and she just got a uh recently got a big tumor on her and uh, one of one of her teeth started growing rogue so i had to put her down and i was on the phone with Chaz during that and i was just like 35 year old baby crying all over the place like oh my <laughs> rat you know but i did i loved i loved her so much dude and she was cool. yeah it didn't take long for me to get attached to them you know they're mine none of mine have like tried to you know there's been no aggression in terms of like trying to bite me or anything like when i walk in there it's funny because all the adults pretty much line up at the front of the tub and just sit there and stare at you it's like <laughs> yeah. like, they're, like they're curious about what's going on but it's like and, and i'm sure it's a thing of like oh here comes the guy that gives us food um but like i'll open the tub and of course they all like run to the back and they're like they don't want anything to do with me but yeah but what about that one that doesn't run to the back i haven't had one like that yet i think maybe there's like one that's been a little more bold but i don't know i have i have thought about looking up ways to like train them and stuff just so that one's a little bit more bold just start offering them like little little goodies you know like yeah like i'll I'll, I'll take like carrot sticks or something and i'll i'll hold it and some of them will come up and grab it and they'll take it and i'm like whatever man but uh, it's funny, man, because you just you walk in and they're all like every single tub. They're all just at the edge, just sitting there staring at the tree. <laughs> yeah. Part of it seems yep. like they're trying to kind of figure out what exactly like what you're doing. And the other part is is like, OK, there's food coming. But it's just it's funny, man, because they like they're all just lined up perfectly and they just their little eyes are just sitting there staring at you. And it's like the uh, green aliens from uh, Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but man, they're the they're fun. Are... I really I enjoy them. Like I I genuinely like having them. You know they're 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 cool. They're so yeah. smart, man. I had a guy that I used to work with, and he he had a few rats, and he told me he had one rat that was like you know his baby, and somehow one way or another he taught this thing to like steal money off of a table. Like That's and, awesome. And, Dude, like legit, he told me he was like, I, I tested out with my buddy just to show him, you know, what it was. And he had his rat out and he had it on the table or whatever. And he had him put like a dollar bill down on the table. This rat ran over, grabbed the dollar bill, and ran back to the guy. Like it was the funny, the funniest thing, man. They're so intelligent. Like stealing that tip money right off the table. That's right, that's right boy. 
They're they're wild. And I think that's why like I I want to eventually work towards my own feeders. I don't have the time now. I did it with Smitty for a while, but it just it, it wasn't panning out, especially once I got the second job. Like it just wasn't wasn't happening for me. Um, but I think that would be my biggest thing with having feeders, man. Like I love I love animals. Like I love I love them all, you know, furry, scaly, whatever. And oh, like yeah, if I got sure. att- if I got attached to any of them, man, like I couldn't do it, man. Like you doing anything is. special diet wise? Do I? Yeah. Uh cheeseburgers. For the, for the rodents. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feed him I feed him pizza. Like a big Mac. Uh, uh Missouri. <clears throat> yeah. Like the whole state. So I <laughs> oh great uh so yeah i feed a missouri missouri it's the uh zoological uh feed it's great stuff um i get great production out of it actually um but i do that and then since i work at the restaurant i get uh let's see i get lettuce and various oh, breads yeah I, and, bet. yeah I mean and i i don't take a iceberg or anything but i'll take whatever else they get you know sometimes there's mm-hmm. i don't not too much tomato because it's gross but tomato and carrot and all that kind of crap and put it in a big bag and every night i bring one at least one or two bags home and every day when i get home from work i hit up chas guy all them or whatever and just we talk and i feed them and all that so i um pretty cool i Walmart has their their like generic brand of the of Cheerios, like not Honey Nut, but regular Cheerios. And I'll usually they're like a dollar fifty, so I'll grab you know two or three boxes of those. And each each weekend when I'm cleaning, you know, I'll I'll put a nice little mound of it in each tub. And they they absolutely it's funny when I leave, like you can hear every tub, you can hear them chewing. Yeah, on, on all the on all the Cheerios and stuff, even the mice and and whatnot. And I've actually it's been really taking, loud. Uh, I've been taking mealworms. Like I'll, I'll go through my mealworm bin and take a cup full yeah. of those and give it to, to the uh, to the ASFs and and the mice and stuff. And like watching them go crazy on some mealworms is pretty interesting too, because you wouldn't really think that they'd they'd be about it, but those ASFs do. They go, they go ham on them, dude. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's cool for sure. But I also uh, with the rodents, what I do is um. I, I don't do any water bottles for my rats, uh, but for the for the mice I do water bottles. Um, but I also implement uh, liquid vitamin drops, mm-hmm. um, so they're concentrates. So I'll just put a whole take a whole bottle inside the many gallons of water that they have in the giant tub on top of the rack, um, and then I'll put uh, those vitamins also in the gallon water for the mice. Um, so they get they get vitamins that way too as well. It's kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. I'll uh, every now and then we'll have some some fruits and veggies and stuff that need to be taken out of the fridge because they're you know they're not they're going downhill. So I'll take those over to them too, and they seem to go go pretty crazy on on those. I'll put like a whole apple in some of the rat tubs, and you know. It's funny how some tubs, you know, that you can tell there's some that just absolutely love them, and then you go to another tub and it's like untouched, and they're like, I, "We don't want this." 
Yeah. So it's like the same group. <laughs> it's weird. I was giving them whole oranges for a while, and some of them didn't even know yeah. what to do with an orange because they would just roll it around, and then I don't know if they would try and bite it or what, but days would go by, and they still wouldn't eat this thing, and other ones, they would just devour them. Which, I mean, if they're rolling it around and playing with it, then I guess it's still serving a purpose, you know, whether it's not getting yeah, right. doing something. Um, but something else <laughs> I've been doing, too, with, with the mice and the ASFs and the rats is, like, when I have the empty box from, like, the Cheerios or something, or, like, small yep. snack boxes, like, I'll put boxes in there for them. Like, the ASFs love to take those boxes and, like, make little, you know, caves out of them and stuff, and, and the rats yep. like to as well. And, you know, I think that's another good sort of easy way to kind of keep them happy and i think with the asfs in particular and granted i've only had those for a couple weeks now um you know they're kind of notorious for chewing chewing on tubs and things like that and um i haven't had that issue with the rats or the mice um and i've had the mice you haven't been plastic yeah yeah Yeah. and i i think the biggest part of that like i think the reason they start to chew is like a like you got to keep their mouths busy like they need a good bit of food. And I think if you give them something like a box that they can just absolutely tear apart, you know, uh, I don't like even like in the maternity tub that I have or two maternity tubs. Like if I have pregnant females, you know, I'll move two or three of them into a, into a maternity tub. You know, I don't like leaving the rats sort of by themselves to raise, which I don't know if that either helps or actually complicates things uh, for them. But being social animals, you know, I don't like to really like them have them be alone. So. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yep. They're very haven't, social. Haven't had any problems so far. And, uh, I mean, like, the rat production is just insane. You know, they're those things are cranking out litter after litter. It's it's great because, you know, those pups and, and stuff that gets a little bigger, like, that's what I'm, I'm using the most currently. Like, that's what I need the most. And it's nice to have those and not have to wait for them to grow up some like I do with the mice. You know, where I have things that have outgrown small pinkies and I'm waiting for fuzzies like with the rat pups and stuff now and pinks, you know, it's like, they're ready to go. I don't have to have to do any of that. So that's been really nice, but the food bill and, and bedding bill is definitely doubled week to week. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I genuinely enjoy cleaning on, on Saturdays and, you know, I get like a nice hour and a half, two hour time to catch up on, you know, Colubrid and Colubroid Radio or any of the other podcasts that I, I do listen to on a regular basis and it's just it's I don't, I don't know it's nice it's calming it's like fly fishing for sure get your group so one thing I, I have noticed though is uh, every once in a while I'll get a rat tour but most of the time it's not because and, and I have learned this the hard way I mean I haven't, I haven't like starved them because I mean, I, I don't have like deaths from it, but back in the day when I first started, I'd be like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm tired today. I'll, I'll feed them tomorrow. And I would go out there and feed them. And because I didn't check them that night, like I have to check them every day. If I, if I skip a day, something's going to happen. Yeah. Some, t- some tub is going to run out of food because I don't put a whole bunch of food in there because of humidity problems i get moldy moldy food so um i just that has surprisingly not been an issue for me yet and mine are in like a an outdoor barn type deal that is not sealed Um, mine mine is mine mine's attached or attached to the house but it's outdoors but it's 
we're way up in the mountains, man. So yeah. it's, it's wet, wet, wet. Um, but uh, I do one scoop and um, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. that way I don't, that way I don't have a bunch of mold problems and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm if, really if surprised they're chewing, that's been a problem for me yet. If they're chewing, it's because it's mainly because in my opinion, um, people aren't feeding and keeping up with the mm-hmm. water because I would go out there like every other day or whatever and go check them. And then there would be a hole this big with a rat head sticking right out of it. Um, because they know what they're doing. And and I mean, Mm -hmm. if you don't keep their food trough full enough, their food also spreads out. So then it's hard for them to get their mouths up to the wire mesh and Mm -hmm. chew because there's no weight and gravity pushing down on some of that other food. Um, yeah it's uh i think it's a combination of that and like i said boredom you know i think they just get yeah they're crazy and they need something to do you know the mice maybe not so much because the mice i've I've never had an issue with them chewing on tubs or anything oh Um, mice were worse for me yeah the asfs i was concerned about but that has not been an issue so far um and then the rats you know some of the tubs i got with the racks that i got for those had holes in them that had already been you know uh patched um yeah but I still like I haven't seen them doing that at all either. And I, you know, I'm the same way. Like I, I stay on top of mine even more now that I've got so much more going on there. And water is like the one thing that's like that cannot slide. Like you can't skip a day if you don't have water. Cause I've, I've had issues, especially with the mice where it's like, if there's no water, one of their buddies You're is going to be the, is going to be the bottle. Like he's going to be yep. turned into the, into the, the martyr. Um, yeah, I've also changed my mice over from plastic into stainless steel tubs. Really? Oh, dude, way way better for me personally. Um, I mean, I would have mice. There'd be a a whole litter of mice in one pocket, mm-hmm. and as the as the mice litter got older, the the little mice would be in that spot still in in that in that nest, and they would chew on the bottom of the tub. And eventually the bottom of the tub would have holes in it. And then eventually there would be a hole big enough for mice to get out. And then yeah. I would have hoppers running around everywhere. So now I have mice in stainless steel tubs and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I typically like I clean on Saturdays and then I'm usually between then the next Saturday, I'm there at least two or three times a week to make sure everything's topped off. Cause I mean, they're, they're five minutes up the road from me and my parents' house. So, right on. Uh, but I definitely, now that I have the rats and stuff, I'm definitely over there and checking on things more. And, and there's, it's been an adjustment in terms of sort of schedule and, and planning as far as like supplies and things like that. And, but I still would rather do all that than, than have to buy frozen in bulk. So for sure it saves so much. Saves so much. Yeah, I'll just go fuck myself. But... <laughs> I mean, how far are you from Smitty's? Yeah. Just go buy your stuff from him. Man. Twenty minutes. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a ride. It's not it's, that what do you it's do? You wrote and pro it? No. God no. <laughs> uh, uh... I stopped getting for running pro a while ago. Yeah, yeah, not. I don't like to shit talk anybody yeah. on the podcast, but running pro was not my 
favorite turned into turned into not my favorite. I get from Big Cheese now. Um, they've okay. been they've been relatively good. The only issue I've had with them is their hoppers being everything's kind of on the small side, which you know is fine. You know, I don't I don't hate that. It's mostly the hoppers I have issues with. Sometimes their hoppers are a little a little light. Like I've had some fuzzies that looked bigger than the hoppers that I've had, you know, other than bone development and fur and stuff like that. And I'm like, mm, these are these are a little small. Um, but no, they've been they've been really good. Um I got some chicks from them. Like my last order, I just ordered I ordered a ton of stuff. And I got I got some chicks from them on this order just to, you know, give to some of the rat snakes and really good, really good shape. You know, for the most part, the first one may or may not have the head fall off a bit as soon as I pulled it out of the bag. Um, but for the most part, they're really, really good quality. A lot better than the quail that I got from the previous uh, people that I was getting from. Um, but I've yeah, noticed, yeah, too, nice. like uh, when you order rodents, like versus my rodents um, that are just straight up homegrown, I've basically feed them like a, a, a pet um, is my rodents at a smaller at a younger age are the same in the same weight bracket as some of the older stuff that you would get um, ordered in like mm-hmm. my smalls yeah. my smalls are smaller than what you would order from like you know rodent pro but mine are fatter so yeah yeah, yeah. There's something yeah. to be said for body weight. It's not always about body size, you know. It's it's body yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like but I said, see, that's I got, what I might think about. Like what you're you're ordering, you might just yeah. have like good quality, you know. And even though they're a little bit smaller, or whatever, they just might be chunkier. Yeah, you know, and that and that's the thing, and that and that's the thing with their their fuzzies. Like I love the fuzzies. From like I said, the only problem I've had with big cheese is their hoppers. Some of their hoppers, yeah. I'm like, eh, I don't really love this. You know, it's they really small hop- for, yeah, really <laughs> small for something that needs a hopper. You know, like I've literally pulled out fuzzies that were chunkier and fatter than yep. you know, some of the hoppers that I have. But then some of the hoppers are fucking huge, you know. So like those, I try to kind of pick those out. And it work. It also works because I have stuff that's on the verge of like, Almost too big for a fuzzy, but not quite ready for a big hopper yet. So a, a small hopper is is where it kind of it kind of fits. So I kind of pick and choose the things out of the bag. You know, I'll sit there and sift through you know certain ones and pick out the ones I want. You know, and so it, it evens out. You know, I, I love big cheese, big cheese. I, I started getting them because of Chris Painshab. He they're his go to company. And yeah, they're they've been really good. Um, I'm still waiting on Louis Batoe to start shipping. He's definitely going to be my go-to guy once um, once he gets once he gets going. Um, That's a funny yeah. weight bracket right there too that you're you're talking about with like the yeah. fuzzies and the hoppers because there's another size in there, bro. Um, and I think that's where there's a lot of discrepancy, especially with the mice right there, because, um, there's, there's a big gram difference, um, 
and there's totally another size that could be implemented in into into that. And I've talked right. to Chaz a lot about that because, you know, it's just like one size, and then all of a sudden it's like boom, you know, here's another yeah. size. Like that, it's and that's much, the it's problem. Too much of a difference. I could see that more like in between Hopper and small adult, you know, because that's how you know Big Cheese does it. It's pinky, it's small pinky, large pinky, fuzzy Hopper, small adult, and the shift right, from right. Hopper to small adult is awfully it's, big. It's big. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, there, there's a big difference in that. So things are on hoppers to where like I'll almost double up hoppers before I go to small adults just to make sure, you know, because pythons is one thing. Like pythons can take a bigger meal and not really have an issue, you know, but the colubrids, you give them too big of a meal, they're going to throw it up. Like, and that's something. Especially you when they're avoid. young. Yeah. Especially when so, they're young. Yeah, from fuzzy to hopper, that's usually not an issue. But going from hopper to small adult, it's kind kind of a big jump, and that's uh, yeah. that's that's a harder one. And even from pinky to fuzzy, that's that's a that's a big that's a big jump. You know, like peach fuzzies are nice. You know, just kind of like an in between. But there's been you know, so I recently upgraded a few animals from pinkies to fuzzies, and I'm like, this is really big. <laughs> like, I don't know if you can handle this. I don't really like the peach flavored um, fuzzies. I like the mandarin orange ones. Oh, you like the mandarin orange fuzzies? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. He likes to take the juice out of the cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not, much of a, not much of a peach guy. <laughs> yeah, but. So we we are well past the two hour mark on this episode, Preston. I don't know where you went. Are you grabbing something? He said he was. Yeah. Like, he said he done. He said bye. He said, I did you in the dragon? <laughs> but yeah, like no. feeders. Feeders are funny, man. Feeders but yeah, it's been great be talking to y'all. Yeah, man, uh, this was an absolute great episode. I love this. I was super excited. Um, I brought up Smitty. I was like, dude, let's get let's get Preston on, man. Like, this will be a be an awesome episode. So that's um, really really glad we got you on. It's been a super fun episode. Um, yeah, I hope I appreciate hope it. People, I hope a lot of people get a lot from this and. Uh, Hopefully, I'll see you next month down in down in Florida. Given everything, hopefully, works out. I mean, hopefully, I'm I'm going. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're gonna flake out, then I mean, that's the I'm hopefully. Because I mean, I'm I'm not flaking. I, I'm I'm going. So we're know, going, dude. It's, it's happening, man. It's gonna be a long three days, but it's gonna be a good three days. That's yeah, it'll be good, man, for sure. Yeah, we'll have so, to chat again well, soon, though. Uh, I mean, I've got, I'd love to talk to you guys about some like species specific stuff. Um, you know, yeah, we definitely. And... Yeah, we definitely didn't even ha- hit half of the outline <laughs> that I threw together. <laughs> but that's okay. It's usually how it goes. That means you know we just got in depth with a lot of a lot of different shit, and that's never a bad thing. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely have to have you on again for an update and kind of see how things are going and do a more species specific 
you know, spotlights kind of deal, you know. Um, but yeah, man, this is great. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we'll definitely, definitely do it again. And obviously, I think you and I will be in touch quite, quite frequently. Yeah, for okay. sure. Thank you. For Thank anybody you. else that wants to get in touch, where can they do that? Yeah. <laughs> um. So I am on Facebook, uh, Preston Converse. Uh, I might have the Facebook Smoky Mountain Feeders, but I don't really go on there often. Um, I use Messenger more, but uh, Instagram's where it's at. I mean, I base all my stuff off of there. If you want to see my pictures, um, I update pictures on there sometimes daily. Um, uh, you can contact me there fairly easily. I mean, if you message me, I'm going to hit you back up within probably an hour. So that's Instagram's where it's at. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, you know who else you can find on Instagram? Blackboxcages.com. Blackboxcages. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram. Use the code THN at checkout. Save yourself some money. Get yourself something nice. Don't delay. Get a black box today. And then go over to Steve Sanctuary. SteveSanctuary.com. Also on Facebook. Also on Instagram. He posts regularly on Instagram all the stuff that he's sort of taken from people's properties and moving and relocating and it's cool to see him do his thing uh help him out get some venom hot sauce support the cause uh and then fulvius apparel facebook instagram help help (laughs) (laughs) hashtag help help yeah no dude and y'all just our sponsors are amazing, but definitely check out Justin's you know new page with his. What, it's not a, it's, I'm not a sponsor. No, you're not a sponsor. You're a, a host of this show. Um, but definitely check out Fulvius Apparel. You know all the stuff Justin's doing. He comes up with some really unique designs, and Justin's got a brain that not a lot of people have. And it's he, he does some really cool, special. some really cool shit. It is you are a special buddy. Very special. <laughs> um, so Marty, definitely like, check Marty stockpiling designs that I've just been playing with. I'm like, I have about a million yeah. million files that that say WIP, yeah. which is work in progress. So yeah, I've been spending a lot Y'all, of time doing doing that. Do do not sleep on his page and all the stuff he's doing. Unless it's I make pillows, play. in that case, do sleep on them. Yes, I'm sure he can make you a pillow if you really <laughs> wanted one. So. Definitely check out his his new page. Um, I was definitely egging him on the other week. Home decor coming, coming. Yeah, soon. I I egged him on the other week, getting him to get it going because he's really good at what he does. So definitely check him out. So thank you. Yeah, man. So awesome. We'll be, we'll be back Monday night for snakes and stogies episode. I think we're at one eighty three. We're trailing THP on the snakes. Yeah, I was about to say, how the hell are y'all? I Dude, guess because you do we, porn stars on Thursdays. We've and... barely missed an episode of Snakes and Stogies. Yeah, like it's been no, it's it's been consistent. So. I've surpassed THP. I don't know how, but <sighs> I'm doing it. It's kind of sad. It makes me a little sad. I'm like, damn, what are we doing? Catch up. Yeah, gotta gotta stay ahead. But <sighs> thank yeah, you man. all. Th- yeah. Thank you, Preston. No, thank you guys. Thank you I appreciate y'all. 
Yeah, man. No, this was a great episode. I think it was action packed. It was great. That's right. I loved it. Yeah, man. So we'll definitely be in touch, man. Thank you, everybody who tuned into this episode, whether it's night or day. Have a great morning, evening, night. Good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Thank you for listening. We appreciate and love every single one of you. In the words of Phil Wolf, good night, Moon. Good night, Moon. <laughs> All right, y'all. Bye. See ya. Bye.